Hey, we we should do a beat off. No, we should not. <laughs> no, like I'll start. Bad a beat, idea. And then you have doesn't a beat, work. And then and then Zach will have a beat. Like here, I'll start. That's enough. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Are you recording? Christian, are you recording? All right. We <laughs> just ignored every single person doing it, and they're like, nope. We got the amazing Spider-Man. We got the amazing Spider-Man 2. We got Spider-Man. All this and more on this edition of Sequel Man, the podcast. Coming at you, not live from the Oscorp database. Two men talk about the films you care about. Or don't. It's the Sequel Men Podcast, and it starts right now. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Sequel Men, the podcast. You're here with your DJ, not the one and only, but I got with me. No, first, I'm Christian Bring It All. Here, I'm going a little too fast. Slow it down a little bit. Spencer, hi. Spencer King is the king. Why are you using my last name? You've said it before. I might have enemies. (laughs) And with us tonight, a very special, awesome guest. He's been Spider-Man himself before. He's been Kylo Ren. I've been his handler. He's been on the show. He's been on the show. You know him as Zach. We know him as our friend Zach. <laughs> Thanks, guys. I'm really happy to be here with my friend Spencer and my friend Christian, as my friend, <laughs> how I refer to you guys in uh, in passing. You know what, Zach? I haven't seen you in years, so many years, and yet you're my best friend ever. My best oh, and doing only the friend. Amazing Spider-Man Two thing. Yeah, <laughs> I see. I see what you did there. I mean, yeah. I just can't you know give you any do? of my blood. You know, I hope we you understand. Just... We should go down to the river and skip stones. I'll put on a slightly different voice than what I normally talk with. <laughs> and uh, we'll, it, we'll talk about complicated relationships. And I'll be Gwen. She's so not even there. there. <laughs> <laughs> we need to get someone to film it, but it has to be at a Dutch tilt the oh, I could do that. entire time. <laughs> I could do that. That's fine with me. And then we'll have uh, Andrew Garfield turn into some gangster <laughs> what about your parents nah Yo, dude, dog, we'll nah, talk dude about i don't know dog I, they, they just died left, in a car man. crash in the sky an airplane yep car crash car crash killed james and uh, richard and mary parker <laughs> hey, <laughs> it's christian. A scandal hey everybody we're the sequel men christian and i and tonight zach he's not a guest he's a guest host so mm-hmm. he's hosting with us and yes. we talk about film franchises, and right now we're wrapping up the uh, duology, the amazing-ish Spider-Man, one and two, 
Uh, no fancy subtitles. We're talking about those. We're going to be revealing our final important necessary score, Christian and I, at the end, after our goodbyes. And we got something coming up for spooky season to tell you about. It's the spooky so, season. Uh, happy October. And to all the hunters, I think you will be hunting. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we hope you listen while you're sitting there in your tree stand or in your blind. Oh, that scares the deer away. Yeah, I'm, uh, on your headphones, silly. I'm. Uh, but they need to hear the deer. No, actually, the the deer have super sensitive hearing. I'm out here. Uh, it's three thirty-two a.m. I have um, doused oh, myself in in deer piss. I uh, my boots. On, and it looks like it's going to be a beautiful 20 de- degree morning out here in the woods. Oh, and I, uh, uh, I, I'm seeing seeing some stuff in the clearing. Oh, she's a beauty. And we'll we'll see. Oh, we and can, he misses the putt for birdie. We'll, we'll see if we can uh, shoot some shit and maybe pet I like some squirrels. Like how Zach's looking around, like I'm I'm like trying to figure. I'm like what am I oh, having? Man, my what is it called? Foley work? I feel like we need to get some like leaves crunching. Oh, Christian will like take care of it. Little uh, uh, like leaves going just to really sell it. Uh, I don't have just budget. In the woods. <laughs> here, here, here's your leaves. Here, I'll be the deer too. All right, the amazing Spider-Man, Zach. You have a, a very special relationship with this Spider-Man specifically. Why don't yeah. you take us through that a little bit? Oh, man, we're going straight to my personal connection. Yeah. Well, you know, Andrew Garfield and I go way back. I haven't seen him in at least 10 years, uh, but <laughs> he's my best friend. Uh, no. Oh, shoot. We my already made that joke. Friend. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's my only friend. I only have one friend, and I haven't seen them in 10 years. Uh, or heard from them. <laughs> so I, I didn't make any secret of this the last time I was on here, but the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies don't really speak to me the way that they speak to a lot of people. And for me, getting to see the amazing Spider-Man realized... Uh, I think 20... When was the first one? 2012. 2012? Yeah, the the first apocalypse. Ah, that's right. Uh, So, (laughs) for for me, I I had to think for a second. I was like, what apocalypse is he talking about? But then I was like, oh, that's right. The movie and the the Aztec. And yeah. Yeah. (laughs) They missed it. They missed the mark by about nine years. Yep. The... uh, Anyway, Mm. (laughs) being such an avid fan of the comic books and of the character growing up, I felt like I was getting to see the version of Peter Parker that I knew and loved realized on the big screen. Obviously, with some differences, the the Peter Parker I grew up with didn't have a skateboard. But, you know, you update some things for modern day and whatnot, and some things work and some things don't. Uh, Andrew Garfield... uh, I think he's an incredible Peter Parker. I think he's an incredible actor. Uh, was brilliantly cast for this role. And his relationship with Gwen Stacy, played by the always incredible Emma Stone, was just a huge part of this for me. And it, it, this, it comes off as sort of a weird thing to say now. But at the time, 
the girl that I was dating who would become my wife. If you saw like photos of us, you would be like, hey, look, it's uh, Andrew Garfield and uh, and Emma Stone like lookalikes basically is what we were at the time. And that's not quite the case anymore. But uh, there were some parallels in my real life that matched up pretty well with what was happening in the Amazing Spider-Man movies, just in terms of my relationship at the time. Um, She is still alive, though. She's good. Dead, which is yeah. I know. Earlier, I was like, "Sorry, Hannah's not going to be on the show." Oh, and no. I just want you guys to know it's <laughs> not because it's not because she's dead. Um, it's not you guys. She's just dead. Yeah, she's just. Yeah. But I told her in her memory, I'm I'm doing it still. Right. Exactly. It's like, <laughs> I'll be on the show for you because hope. And um, I saw that video of your graduation speech. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. She made an you appearance. You guys are my rhino. Yo. She made an appearance last year when we did Spider-Man. So we did get to get to be graced with her presence yeah. once. So I, you know what? I'm cool with that. But yeah, yeah. Yeah, you guys, you did, you did, and you did, you did the cosplay. We did. In fact, I have a very fond memory of um, going to a, a convention that was, it was to the person who I'm about to talk about credit. It was an anime convention. Con, uh, excuse me, convection. <laughs> it was an oven. It was an anime Big convention. Sale. <laughs> the last time I misspoke on this show, I almost got censored. So I'm not going to do that. Pedo and Otto. Or Adi and Pedo. <laughs> yeah, we're going to, we're only going to beat dead horses this time. Oh, else. yeah. Uh, I won't say that I, again. I, I have a, I have a memory of uh, going to a, a convention and there was a, me and my, my wife, my girlfriend at the time were cosplaying as Gwen and Peter from the amazing spider-man the first movie she had like the lab coat on and everything and very obviously blonde and um my uh there was a another cosplayer that came up to us and uh they were they were cosplaying as the quicksilver from x-men days of future past and they they ran up and they saw my wife hannah and they were like wow you look exactly like kirsten dunst and then they walked away. Nope. That's not it. <laughs> <laughs> Good one. No, fuck oh, off. were they joking? No. Oh. <laughs> no, no, no. This person was completely serious. I think they probably just misspoke, but either way. It, it might be. That's funny. That's not it. That's that's what you should have said. As he I ran away too fast. <laughs> I have you on my computer. Oh. <laughs> That's what she's my said. probation officer. Oh. Good lord! Oh no, no 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 don't don't answer that. But I'm glad to see her. It's working. I was listening back <laughs> to our Spider-Man episodes to see if my opinions stayed the same because I know we referenced this one a mm-hmm. lot. No, I, you'd you'd think aged like a bad wine. Th- yeah, because in that one, I remember saying that I Cheap did wine. not like <clears throat> the Uncle Ben in these movies at all. I I thought it was I I didn't like him, and then now it's the flip side. That, in the Amazing Spider-Man, I was talking about how much I loved him. You know what? 
I, I got it all beat. I love the Uncle Ben from the Tom Holland films. Oh, wait. He's coming. There is no Uncle Ben. Tobey Maguire. <laughs> no Uncle Ben. Tom Holland movie, no. <laughs> Tony Stark. Tony Stark. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what that's what Tommy Howell. Okay. Tommy Howell. So Doctor Strange. I actually... I actually did want to bring up something about Uncle Ben because this is why I'm here is to bring references from the comics and, yep. and oh, insight good, from good, that. Good, good. So I, I have a list of things that have come up during your your your, yes. your two episodes that you've done so far. I've been looking and forward I just to this wanted list. to I just wanted to we'll start with this, which I think is a very interesting thing. Both times that Uncle Ben has died in the movies, Peter has been there for the immediate aftermath. That does not happen in the comic books. When Uncle Ben is dead, Peter comes home because Ben was shot in his own house by a robber. Peter comes home and there's an ambulance and cop cars everywhere, but, but Peter is not there as Uncle Ben dies. So that's, that's only in the movies. Hmm. Interesting that they would yeah. replicate it twice then. <clears throat> Right? Is there Actually, any? Actually, it's interesting. The Tom Holland Spider-Man movies have gotten the closest so far. Instead of just <laughs> him not being there for Uncle Ben's death, Uncle Ben just doesn't exist. He's nope. not there at all. <laughs> Uncle Stan. No, hit no. Well, his briefcase is. So no. he is there. He That's has a his briefcase. Dad's this briefcase. is BP. Oh, I'm see. I'm mixing. It's the multiverse. I'm mixing up yeah. the two. Yeah, no, but that diet. is an interesting thing that in the Tobey Maguire one um, dies in the street because of what Peter did, making him an accessory to a murder, as I stated He's before. He's not an accessory and to murder. That. And then in the reboot, they're like, let's make it different. Let's make it more comic accurate. Just kidding. We're going to do the exact same uh, type of thing. What does that make Andrew Garfield in Amazing Spider-Man then? What do you mean? What does that make him? He was there. He's the one who let the guy... Not my policy. It's more cinematic. Not my policy, Spencer. Like, I get why they would change it. Yeah. Not my policy. There is one other thing from your first Amazing Spider-Man episode that you guys brought up that I thought was interesting. It was the way... Christian, you said, I don't like that he just immediately has these powers as he's... After he's been bit by the spider in his... In his you know, going home on the subway and stuff like that. Like the Toby transformation sequence in <laughs> the Sam Raimi movies is iconic. Spencer's you know, you just face. the shredded abs from yeah. being a vegetarian. The jock strap. And then, uh, right. Yeah. But like that, that transformation sequence is, is iconic. And then he has the day where he's like discovering what his powers are in the comics. It's as he's leaving the lab. Oh yeah. wow! There's no sickness. There's nothing like that. He's just all of a sudden like, oh wow, I can jump over a car and I can stick to walls and stuff like that. So <laughs> That's exactly they, how they, I would respond to that. They they kind of cut the difference with the Amazing Spider-Man uh, oh. movies, where it was like he falls asleep on a train and then he wakes up and is like doing all this crazy. Do stuff. Do I have so, to like it the way they do it now in the in in the Amazing Spider-Man then? Because it's closer no. to the comics, or do I? I think I like it better in the Raimi film, because it's more dramatically so, shown. I it is. get better. <laughs> and that, 
That's a really good point, though, is like these movies, I don't think are actually better movies than the Sam Raimi movies. I think it's a better Peter Parker and I think it's more comic accurate, but it also has some terrible things in it that really, really drag the movie down. Which we will um, get to in our three worst. Uh-huh. Exactly. But I got a question for you. <clears throat> First of all, uh, before my question, but you're right about that. There's a difference between making, you have the comic book, which is successful in its own right, but you've also got the films, which are adaptations of the comics. So they have to be a little different to, because it's a different medium. So it would be it would come off as too fast, too rushed, if all of a sudden, oh, I got bit. Two minutes later, I jump over a car. Like, it's instantaneous. Like, I think the Raimi film allows, like, oh, the venom is going through his body and changing his DNA and all that. But Yeah, it's <clears throat> like what Harry Potter films do to make it work more for a movie. You, you have to take liberties or else it's going to look weird. Not everything translates well, well to the yeah, movie. Yeah, we don't need a happy death day party like, for the movie. Like, I'm, I'm sorry, but You're it also- doesn't... What was that, Zach? You're, you're also you're comparing also a, a Hollywood movie to Amazing Fantasy 15, which is a a one-off story set in an anthology series mm-hmm. that's yeah. not about Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. His first appearance is the 15th issue, and it was meant to just be here's a story about this crazy guy who gets spider powers. Of course, he's gonna realize his powers immediately. You have 15 pages to tell a story. Mm-hmm. That being said, I can appreciate how the what you said, the Amazing Spider-Man kind of throttles it. But in some cases, it simply doesn't work. Like Uncle Ben's death. They go by that way too quickly. And I'll have more to talk about that later. Funny you but, bring that up because in I bring episode that... volume two, uh, 135, Uncle Ben... Uh-huh. He... They don't. He, Peter doesn't even like him, so he shoots him. Okay. Okay. All right, Christian. What was your question? My, <laughs> <laughs> I'm moving by that. Uh, what? Okay. Here's a question. Here's an interesting concept that would have been very, very interesting. I thought about this a little bit after we recorded the first episode for Amazing Spider-Man. What if? What if? What if? What if Uncle Ben didn't die that night? What if he didn't die that night and they kind of draw, drew it out instead of George Stacy, basically instead of George Stacy being the one to die at the end, it could have been Uncle Ben. So you that might, would have been, it would have drawn it out a little bit more. Right. It would have been a huge departure from the comics. And right. I think it was a time where they were like, it, it, People always are like, there's too many superhero origin stories. There's too many superhero origin stories. And it's funny because it it almost feels like that's because of the amazing Spider-Man that people feel that way. Because it was like five years after Spider-Man 3, if that. And they they drew the origin story out even more in this than they did in the first Spider-Man movie. So I don't know that I necessarily would have liked that. Having been sticker on the whole time and him dying at the end. 
but I also think it would make for an excellent episode of Marvel's What If. Yeah. Uh, <gasps> where you have like Peter as Spider-Man in a world where Uncle Ben is still around, which is technically what happens in the comics. Um, he gets his powers and he's like dick you know what actually christian i take that back that would almost be more comic accurate if he sticks around longer than that because now that i think about it he gets his powers and he decides hey you know what you know what i should use these for showbiz porn and he his his suit that he gets and everything it's all just for like not like professional wrestling like wwe style and and stuff like that like that's how he makes his that's how he makes money to begin with that's like his job and he is actually probably in a fully realized spider-man suit before uncle ben even dies and it's not until he's at the point where he's like got the powers figured out a lot of stuff ben is dead that you get kind of the iconic shot of him walking off into the darkness and reiterating that with great power comes great responsibility so good on you sir i think that actually would have been a really interesting thank take. you since you brought up the suit i have to ask what do you what do you think of the amazing spider-man suit the first one there is a special place in my heart for it because i really appreciate what they did where they were like and 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 this speaks to a, a point that I'm probably going to make a whole bunch of times. The Amazing Spider-Man is a gut reaction by Sony to Batman Begins. Yes. And The Dark Knight. And so everything had to be gritty. Everything had to be grungy and, and yeah. you know, quote unquote, dark. No and color. And stuff. So they really wanted the Spider-Man suit to be very, like, tangible. And so it, you know, it... it I, I have a friend that jokes that he's just wearing a basketball the entire movie. <laughs> and I, I can see it, but I also like that they put in true effort into showing how a high schooler would put together their own Spider-Man suit like that. Um, yes. The best version of the Spider-Man suit that we see in the Amazing Spider-Man movie, the first one, is is not sadly in the movie you can look up kind of like test footage that they put together in photos of unused suits and there's a really really clean one where there's not quite up. as much like just like black gunk caked up on it and it's there's there's actually less of the detailed webbing and it's just the red and the blue and the the lenses are black instead of gold and the webbing doesn't actually go down the front part of his chest, that part that like goes down to the to the waist. It's just on the arms and the shoulders and the mask and the chest, and it's like silver. And it looks really, really good. But I think that they were like, oh no, that's not enough like classic Spider-Man. So we're gonna go with gold eyes instead. How would I find this image? You know what? I can probably actually just find it and send it to you. Let me see here. I don't have uh -huh. a whole bunch of stuff saved on my phone for this, but 
Yeah, I'm, 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 oh wait, I think I found it. <clears throat> oh. This oh. wouldn't be it, would it? Oh yeah, I remember seeing that. Uh, it is not that. I just sent it to you guys in, uh, in Messenger here. Sorry, listeners, oh, wait, you so can't it's not see this it. One? Oh, yes, oh, that's is, much, it's much better. Yeah, I remember yeah, yeah. seeing that this one. That is way better. This one is? And it's, yes. No, I like this one. This one, black. Spencer. Like I like the one in the movie. The one he still. sent. You're looking at it? No. I, I, I think this one's made way better. Except there is way more webbing. I like the one they use in the movie. I, and yeah. I, That's I better case goes. But I like <laughs> this one more. I just think that Sony wasn't willing to take that much of a risk of not having a red and blue suit. You know? Yeah. What? I think it's a dark, dark navy blue, though, is and what you it know, looks like. It, what the amazing Spider-Man does with the suit is in the first one, they're like, practical, let's show him making it. This is what it would look like. Sunglass lens is a uh, zoot suit that he gets online. Uh, sidebar... How does he afford all this stuff, and how does he afford the webbing from Oscorp? Well, let me tell you something. Uncle Ben's life insurance paid out really oh, okay. well. Well, all right. And then, so they do that. They do that logical, they show. And then in the second one, he just has a completely different thing that looks like he had a professional well, costume maker. I so. know. The second movie is completely, completely different in the tone. The tone changes. Yeah. Like, it, it's... It, you would almost believe that there's like a three year difference between the Peter Parker in like you get like freshman in high school Peter Parker versus like senior going into college mm -hmm. Peter Parker. Yeah. If he goes to college, who knows? They don't show uh, us any. He of doesn't that even part okay. Of his life. He's making yeah. Aunt May do all the work in Amazing Spider Man too. I was just thinking about that. Like he doesn't have a job other than sending photos of Spider Man. And apparently he's doing it in COVID times because he never we never see J. Jonah Jameson in person. He's just emailing him. Yeah. Because what you said, they couldn't find a cast member to play J. Oh, Jonah? Oh, yeah. They, the trivia that I saw said they, for J. Jonah Jameson, they just couldn't get somebody that was as good as J.K. Simmons. So they, instead of getting him or trying, you they know just what? didn't. It's just be, it's just better not to have it at all. When you can't find right. the right guy, just quit. <laughs> what about it's, it's, Robert De Niro? No, no, come on, <laughs> stop, stop. It's still stop. It's still funny though because when like those scenes take place in the Amazing Spider-Man Two, where he like sends photos and he's like, I think maybe you should consider that. You know, Spider-Man's just trying to help, and then within like three seconds, there's a reply that's just wrong in all yeah. caps. <laughs> Do you, tell me you hear that in anyone's voice that no. isn't J.K. Absolutely Simmons. not. It's that's, impossible at this point. That's why Marvel was just like, yeah, <laughs> I'm hearing we're it right not now. <laughs> going to make fans mad. You serious? Guess what? Here he is, but he's bald. Hindsight is such a strange thing, and that's actually, like, that's a great segue into another thing that I wanted to talk about, which is yes, the, the elements of The Amazing Spider-Man 2, which I, I, 
I there are things in the Amazing Spider-Man two that I like more than the entirety of the Amazing Spider-Man, and then there are things in the Amazing Spider-Man two that I dislike more than anything. And so it's it's a very polarizing movie for me. And I I think you'll I'll probably end up talking about the Amazing Spider-Man two more than the first one, but Tom Holland's movies do such a great job of exploring his relationships with his classmates yes. and his school life and just like his mm-hmm. regular life that has other people in it that he's not either dating or related to and peter in the amazing spider-man 2 is just on an island there's so yeah. much time that <laughs> passes between him graduating and the end of the movie but we don't get a sense of any of it no. via like him interacting with people that he's going to college with the only people he interacts with are harry may and gwen that's it that's a problem that's a huge problem and there's so much subplot of other arcs that didn't need to be explored in the amazing spider-man 2 that would have been so much better if they had just incorporated his college classmates Mary Jane is supposed to be in the movie and they cut all of Shailene Woodley's stuff when she should have been a huge part of the movie. Earlier like, d- d- in the movie. Dating Harry. Yeah. You know, okay. like, like she does in the comics. Date Harry. Come on, and people. And don't kill Norman Osborn. There's just so many, so many times yes. where The Amazing Spider-Man 2 should have turned left and they turned right don't, instead. Don't kill Norman Osborn with his spirit Halloween fingers. <sighs> I have a Claws. question. I let me let me get it back. Let me get it back. Let me get it back. Hold on, friends. Spider Man. Friends. Spider Man. But okay, what you think about your question? Wouldn't it be? I mean, because well, the the Raimi oh, films were never about friends, so you didn't need to see. I mean, they were about friendships, obviously, but it, we didn't see him barely in school. It wasn't about his experience in school, so. That's fine. In these movies, yes, he's it's he's in high school. You see him getting picked on, whatever. He's the cool kid, hipster, whatnot. I don't know. So, yes, the absence of friends in that sense is kind of jarring. You know what I find interesting? You just brought this up. In, in Well, my first question is, mm-hmm. and we don't need to go deep into it because it's just a very simple question, Zach. In the comics... Does Peter refer to Aunt May as Aunt May or just May or a combination? It depends on the decade um, and the writer. So it's uh, very Aunt May Mm. to begin with. Like it's just always Aunt May, Uncle Ben. Um, It's like like they're characters in a soap opera to an extent where it's just you always refer to them by a specific title so like it it was always just aunt may in fact a lot of the times it's still just aunt may it wasn't until comics started getting a little bit more naturalistic in their dialogue where uh they started actually calling people by names real people would use (laughs) okay so both just depends on the thing okay good to know second question I just forgot, but I'm going to try to get it back. <laughs> oh, um, the I know we're talking about the Amazing Spider-Man and stuff, but naturally we're going to compare. 
Uh, in the comics, is Peter known around school at all? Because uh, I feel like in this one, people know him and acknowledge him. In, well, in the first one, when he's around other high school kids. And he seems like maybe he's potentially popular. Um, and then in Tobey Maguire's, he has no charisma or anything. So nobody interacts with him <laughs> except for Flash, Harry, and MJ. And then in... <laughs> no charisma. In, in Tom, in the MCU, it seems like he really is just... He has his group of friends, but everybody else, he's just kind of, it's it's the most realistic to me as how high school is. Because, like, I had my group of friends, and then other people knew us, but they didn't interact with us. And that's kind of how I feel. Like, Peter Parker in high school in the MCU kind of floats under the radar, except with his friends. And then in this, in No Way Home, it looks like everybody's coming out of the woodwork like, oh, I this kid that I was just in my class, maybe now that I know he's this dude, boom, which you would do anyway. But what is he like in the comics? Is he just kind of just sticks to himself and his group of friends and nobody really knows him? Or is he picked on? Yeah. So the original like amazing Spider-Man comics are somewhere kind of between the three and it, they've all sort of taken aspects of original Peter Parker and then and then ran with it. Uh, he is a wallflower. He's he is also a, a giant nerd because he's a kid that's going to like like it. It wasn't a school trip that he was on where he got bitten by a spider. He's going to like a scientific demonstration of of like radiation. And none of his classmates are going to that because high schoolers don't go to those things. Correct. He is a loner because he is so much smarter than everyone else around him. And his interests are, are so much different from what a high schoolers would be. He is super smart and he wears glasses and he's a, you know, he's a bit of a dork, but he's known by his classmates. He has friends. He's he's always in a group of other high schoolers in like conversations talking about stuff. Uh, Flash will throw parties and people will be like, well, what about Peter? Aren't you going to invite Peter? And everyone will be like, no, Peter's weird. We don't we don't want him. But they're not like people don't make fun of him to his face, except for probably Flash. But Peter also is like gets asked out by girls. So it's not. There's a there's a really interesting scene at the beginning of The Amazing Spider-Man that I think is a oh. direct homage to the comics, which is the girl that asked him, like, hey, what are you doing this weekend? Yeah. And he's like, oh, I, I don't know. I don't know. And he, like, he's so cool and suave. And then she's like, oh, because I wanted to take pictures of my boyfriend's car. And I'm like, he's approachable. Like, people do talk to him, but he just isn't his. He is not. In his, I don't want to say maturity because that directly contradicts other aspects about him making lots of immature decisions and mistakes. But he just doesn't have the same interests as high schoolers would. And because of that, he just is a bit of a loner. I'm above everyone else. So then by all of that account, 
Tobey Maguire does it the worst because he... Don't he say talks, it. Don't he, say it. I, he just is nothing. Wow. <laughs> like, except he's for, saying he's a... He's MJ saying he's a... He's a people don't even... He's a peanut well, no, butter jelly people, sandwich without the peanut no butter and, and jelly. And actively <laughs> go out of their way to make fun of him. Like on the bus... Everybody hates him, including the bus driver. Nobody likes him. <laughs> In The Amazing Spider-Man, he's approachable. In MCU, he has friends. Flash even comes around fairly quickly. I mean, in, no, in all of them. No, he doesn't. Well, no, he not kinda. all of them. But, like, he's cool, dorky, nerdy, but also regular. It's not like... And I'm talking MCU. It's not like people are going out of their way to diss him. Just Flash, because he's trying to be funny and popular. And then in The Amazing Spider-Man, he's just approachable, and the only person that really wants to make fun of him is Flash. And even he, at the end, they're friends. And then Toby is just a fuck. (laughs) Oh, wow. Wow. I... I I find that the Raimi movies are directed really, really well because it's it's Raimi, you know, like this this guy, sure. he knows how to run a show. And but but there are aspects of them that have not aged well. Like he's never been in a the, high school. There's a difference between a, a comic, like accurate, like visual interpretation of something and then being faithful to sort of like the ideas and characters that are portrayed in the comics. And I, I I find when I watch the Raimi movies that a lot of the characters just come off as reductive tropes of, you know, like Peter is just, MJ. he's the nerdy kid who gets bullied, but he likes the girl that's dating the popular guy. But you know what? If he beats up the popular guy, he'll win the girl, which is kind of like what happened in that movie in the first one. And yeah. I, that never really sat well with me. I'm like, that's not, Peter doesn't, get into fights at school with with well, flash like he that. doesn't like that's he not just a, mj doesn't start liking him because he beats up flash though well and that that is true mj kind of liked him before that but what about him is a, attractive know, to someone like I, mary jane that's the thing he's not Toby Maguire has the same charisma <laughs> as like a banana peel in the road. Hey, like it's her not. favorite ice cream is vanilla. Okay, I cried like a baby when you were Cinderella. <laughs> that we were three, Peter. It's, even so, it's a, even, it's so. even so. Here's Those a poem. Are a product of their time. Day by That's... day, Peter. I'm hanging from a web by venom. Yeah, I I see... Hear me out. Hear me out. Day by day, Venom, give me a minute. I, day by day, hey, he gazed upon her, right? I'm seeing somebody. Oh, therapy. Why are we talking I about I love this? that We line. had our chance to talk about this one last year. <laughs> okay, let's Spider-Man. talk about, let's talk about what, are, what things did the Amazing Spider-Man movies do right? What did they well, do wrong? Let's just talk about our worst and best moments then. Gwendolyn! Flash! Hey, Flashua! Got into Dakota State. No! It's all because of you. You're totally... You're, you're tutoring work. Congratulations! Th- thank you! Oh. Good job, buddy! Oh. I think that cows actually outnumber students four to one out there. Say, hey, four to one? That's a, that's a fraction. 
this ratio, but okay, that's but it's still really good. <laughs> Gray matter. <laughs> Proud of you, man. Thank you. Come here. Bring it in. Oh, what's last? I love you. Wow. <laughs> Peter, I love you too. Love you too. I'm gonna go start practicing my cow tipping. Okay. Get it done. Bye. Another satisfied customer. That was Gwen. That was weird. No idea I was going to college. I don't see any better way than to start with our worst moments, get those out of the way, and have Zach start. Okay. From three, two, one, three being the least worst, one being the worst worst. Actually, I have a f I have more than three. That's fine. For we each usually one. do. That's but okay. The, the only reason why I have that is in case there's an overlap. That's the only reason why. Ah. Yeah. So my least favorite thing in either of the movies is the timeline of the amazing spider-man 2 and just how it, it they just don't give context for anything that's happening so it's like it ends with high school graduation and then could any of you tell me how much time passes between that and the time electro becomes electro honestly because we see he's like stalking hours, gwen maybe. for a while <laughs> right well, and then like the end of there's a great section right at the end of the movie that we'll we'll get into when we talk about our favorite things, which is the cemetery scene, where you see the flow of time, you see the seasons change, and so I can say how much time there is between when Gwen dies and Spider Man comes back, but before Gwen dies and when they graduate high school, is it? A couple months is it a year like i there's no way to tell and a lot of that is because they don't put in things they should like peter going to college or peter doing a job and interacting with people doing that aren't just job. his his aunt or gwen or harry like there just right. isn't it's a it's impossible mm -hmm. to follow the timeline to see how much time has passed and that matters in a in the case of a breakup and people getting back together like the amount of time matters right if it's two days later it's weird if but it's a few months later it's like this makes more sense do they give markers on locations though when they cut to different places like in the film when i they didn't do establishing notice shot i thought i noticed so I'm, I'm thinking of a different movie i'm thinking of a different movie max's birthday i feel like it's his birthday the entire <laughs> movie and two you're right they don't all they don't even do it like what was another movie? Um, another movie used the seasons to show how time Twilight. passes. Not even Twilight. It, it was another movie. Maybe Harry it will Potter. come back to me. Maybe it will. I, it was Harry Potter actually. Prisoner oh. of Azkaban. How they show the, how time passes from having those transitions oh, yeah. through the seasons. It's, yeah, throw in some Whenever snow. they bring in Hedwig's theme, when they show changing to winter, and yeah. then they change yeah. from winter and back. So, yeah, it just it felt like. A forgotten part of storytelling, which is just giving us context for when these events take place. But the one you know? timeline you do know is how long it's been since Harry and Peter have seen each other. Yeah. So <laughs> thank God for that. Eight the only reason years, we know baby. is because they're best friends. Yes. Well, of course. Best of course. friends. Bestest of friends. Yeah, bestest. Bestest. Until they're not. Besties. All right. Carry on with your worst moments. Oh, you want me to do my other ones too? Yeah. Just do all three? Okay, yeah. perfect. Um, 
Harry Osborn becoming the goblin in the same movie that he was introduced in before <laughs> before we got the original Green Goblin, who should have been played by Chris Cooper, who was also killed off in the same movie he yeah. was introduced in after having about three One minutes of scene. Time. <laughs> but his head shows that, up later. Basically yeah, in a the video. Green Goblin. That's 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 just there They I have, I have he got so venom thoughts. Is that the Green Goblin? No, it's his son, the Teen Goblin. <laughs> uh, I'm sick today, okay? It comes and goes. It, <laughs> I'm just going to ride around on my scooter like, in the air. Uh, it, <laughs> I'm having a bad Even day. Harry in the Raimi movies a had a better development than this one. Who? I, Harry in uh, the Raimi films. Better oh, development. Harry, well, yeah. Absolutely. Way better. I think that they should have kept Norman alive and had him be pulling the strings with Electro. So you actually see that like there's a person. Oh. There's so many bad things that Oscorp does, but there's just kind of like lackeys that are attached to that. Mm -hmm. Norman Osborn is the man responsible for all the terrible things that Oscorp does. He needs to be alive to actually be attached to those things in a way we can see having him tell harry about his genetic disease that's going to kill him and is terrible while norman is like testing electro for ways that he can have powers like that and then harry harry doesn't turn to the same things his dad turns to to save himself harry turns to drugs make harry become a drug addict instead and then wait mm -hmm. until norman is actually dead to have Harry spiral. Now we were you're copying the Sam Raimi movies a little bit by doing that, but like that's the story. Tell mm. the story the best way you can without rushing one character's arc so it lasts five minutes and another character's arc so that three movies worth of content becomes one. Well, I think what they really wanted to do is make it different, like very different from the Green Goblin that we got in the original. So they were they were kind of trying to hurry, and they're like, okay, we're going to have the Green Goblin, but ours is different. It's hairy, and you're going to love it. Whereas but, fans would have been like, no. Mm. Honestly, you could have given us the exact same story. If you do it well, that's a reboot. We're going to love it anyway. But it's still try to do it better. in that he becomes the new Goblin. Or Harry and Raimi is the new goblin, quote unquote, and this is yeah. the green right. goblin or the hobgoblin. This is the first goblin. It doesn't make any sense that <laughs> Harry is the first green goblin. Like no. so much of these, so much of the Amazing Spider-Man Two is and about like sins of the fathers. We don't care that much about their relationship. Sure don't. They don't even have one. We're just told that they were best friends when they were kids. They didn't see each other for each other for ten years. And now all of a sudden they pick up right where they left off and they're best friends and therefore we should care about their friendship. And then going back to the timeline thing, he finds out he's sick and then all of a sudden it really ramps up. Right. Yeah. So is that their sense. way of trying to tell us passage of time? Or did he find out and that's the trigger? It's like, ha, if I'd have never told you, would have never happened. Yeah. <laughs> right. He's like, he's like, I'm dying. It's like, dude, your dad lived until he was like 60. You have plenty of time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I don't have any time. I You're need your blood. <laughs> <laughs> I need Spider-Man's blood. Yeah. 
I'm going to go listen to My Chemical Romance. Good impression. And when I come back, Oscorp is done. And I'm going to have... I'm changing my hair. This is Felicia. She works for me. So therefore, you work for her. And she works for me. Yep. You said that already, Mr. I said stop talking. (laughs) I'm in charge here. Oh my gosh. My dad died this morning. He looked like um, a green goblin. (laughs) 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 Which also sort of those Chris Cooper would have just knocked it out of the park as Norman. Great actor. Yes. But what in the hell kind of degenerative disease gives you (laughs) talents? Oh they no! Were like, cool. <laughs> you misunderstood. Any, they're not just long fingernails. I've seen what those look like. Talons. But they're like straight up like, like. Did he give himself some of the lizard juice? Is he like, the green goblin or is he like. the vulture? <laughs> well, I think you misunderstood, Zach. He the reason. Well, the disease didn't do that. He was stuck in his bed. He couldn't move. <laughs> So his fingernails did grow, but he's like, how can I make this cool? <clears throat> Felicia, bring me a file. Oh, I'm going to no. free carry out as I die. I just he's can't. Gonna think he's going to turn into a goblin. <laughs> if so facto, if you think so, therefore you will. I can't get over the fact that his when he passes the flash drive to Harry, his hands are like I, I joked. They were like Nicole Kidman's when she was clapping at. Like the Grinch, they look like the Grinch with claws, and they wobbled when they handed when he handed it over. They wobbled they like Jello, <laughs> and I was like, "Come on!" Hand, and the glove just fell off. <laughs> and then he's like, "Dad, what the hell?" He's like, "I thought I'd scare you." <laughs> he just like wipes the paint off his face, and stuff. which also like got gotcha. the other thing too is like. Harry visibly looks really messed up after however long it is, either a week, two weeks, three years, who even knows? Maybe they've graduated college by the time. But, like, there's video footage of Norman working with Richard Parker that's, like, not that long ago, and he looks fine. He does. It was all an act. fine. But that's what happens when your writers also write Transformers movies. Harry! So that's... Harry, you you have it too. Shit, am I going to look like that? What, this? Someday. No, No, this is fake. By the way, it's Halloween. Are you even sick? Oh, no, I'm I'm definitely sick. It's just a cold, though. I put this stuff on just to kind of get you going. Please take the receipt and get the gloves back. Oh, my goodness. Harry... Hi, you don't have to worry about this. I was eating pea soup earlier. The can exploded. You came in right afterwards. I didn't have a chance for Felicia to come in and wipe my face. <laughs> this cold is really serious. That's why I'm in such a bad mood right now and being a jerk to you, too, is I got soup all over me. I'm not going to be nice. And it was hot. It's, yeah, it's, it hurts. It is. Yeah. And I'm not. Uh, this that's shaking, why I'm sweating so profusely. No, no, that's not this disease. You're just addicted Dude. to cigarettes and you haven't had one in a while. <laughs> that is. It was gross, though, how how ill he was and how he had, like, sweat beads dripping down. And he's like, oh, <laughs> Harry, 
Come here. <laughs> oh, and the, when that. he when he starts crying too, and you're like, those aren't tears for his son that he it's loves that he's seen again. Those are tears of pain. Like he's in a bad way right now. <clears throat> he reminds me of and probably uh, sad that he's gonna die because. You know, he doesn't get to fulfill his dream of dressing up as the Green Power Ranger. And, yeah. Uh, you know. <laughs> What's the villain's name from Jingle All the Way? I don't remember. I don't remember. But either. I think Zach still has one more worst. I yeah. do have one we more worst. We keep getting worst. derailed. And this is, uh, yeah, sorry Where's guys. Peter we'll try and not to the right? full five hours that we did last time. But uh, the uh, my worst thing, and this actually is interesting because... There's so many times where you guys like brought up, you're like, oh man, I wish they just like put this in here. Like I wish it just been like a little bit longer. If they'd, you know, put something like this in, or if they'd, you know, it, it changed this so it was more like this. It is all of the the cut content from these, from mm. both these movies. <clears throat> I I sent you guys the the deleted scene of of Richard Parker yeah, showing up in it. the cemetery, and that is just like. A beautiful scene, heartbreaking. There's also a deleted scene that shows like Richard puts engages the autopilot before Mary dies on the plane, and that explains how he's still alive. But like Spencer doesn't agree. The entirety of no. Shailene Woodley's part being cut is a shame. Uh, there is I actually so a Flash Thompson scene at the graduation <clears throat> where he shows up and is and is like, "Ah, oh, Gwen, thanks so much. You're gonna you got me into." It's actually a really funny scene. He shows up and he's like, I got accepted into North Dakota State. And then Gwen's like, hey, just so you know, cows outnumber people down there four to one. And he's like, aha, four to one. That's a fraction. You taught me that. And uh, and oh, then well, it's actually a ratio, but you're doing great. And then he and then he gives Peter a huge bear hug. And he's like, Peter, man, I love you. I love you, Peter. I love you so much. And I'm just like, this is wonderful reconciliation from the first movie. With a oh, great man. actor playing Flash, that that should have been in the movie. Why would they cut you know? that? It's a great Mark question because they had eight other subplots going that they needed. They had to the movie. Uh, it made the same mistake as Spider-Man Three. Get rid of Harry. And you know what? If you're going to make the parent subplot such a big part, a big aspect of Peter's identity, then you need to have that either front and center or play a bigger role in the story. It can be almost completely cut exactly. out of The Amazing Spider-Man 2. And actually, speaking of family, because um, all of that cut content is from The Amazing Spider-Man 2, and there's a very kind of awkward deleted scene because of a bad child actor in uh, the first Amazing Spider-Man movie, uh -oh. which is Kurt Connors talking to his son because he has a family that is a huge part of oh, the you're right. arc in the comics. Oh. And can you imagine how much better of a villain he would have been if they'd thrown in 15 minutes of Kurt Connor's family? Empathy. Pass it on. And also another, Relatability. another point that you guys brought up in the first one, uh, canonically in the comics, the lizard is actually a separate entity that exists in Kurt Connor's mind and takes over. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. Fair similar enough. to like a like a symbiote relationship. Similar like to Gobby. So that is comic accurate. That it is. Well, Gobby for the Sam Raimi movies, yes. not Gobby for the comic books. Right. But yes, exactly like that. Maybe they didn't go as hard into that because of 
what Sam Raimi did. Right. It's hard to say. And they shouldn't have done it at all. They should have done a different, they should have done a different thing. And number one, not number one, but rather they should have done uh, practical lizard effects. And gave, like what Spencer suggested, longer snout, like make him look like a lizard, not a Goomba. And that keep was the a lab coat. Huge, yeah. That was a huge point of contention, I remember, when the movie was first coming out. And I think that there was definitely a a mindset at Sony, which was like, we want the style of the Ultimate comics. We're like, you know, we're bringing them back to, to high school and stuff like that. But we <clears> want our story to be based off of the amazing Spider-Man comics. And the very, very first appearance of the lizard, that's what he looks like. It's really awkward to see just this like flat faced guy like that. And it wasn't until later in the lizard. Well, actually, not much later. It wasn't until like the next time he showed up that they just drastically changed the design to make him look more like a lizard. So, yeah, there's I could appreciate what they were trying to do, but I think in execution, it would have worked better to do more of the traditional lizard that people are used to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I'm looking at the lizard from the comics. I mean, he's so much better than what we got. And I mean, keeping also, that lab coat on would have been even better. Right. Also, why is Spider-Man fighting the lizard on top of a skyscraper instead of in the subways or in the sewers? Well, also, did, Blue Beam. did you guys know Hollywood. that in the first Amazing Spider-Man movie, the lizard turns like thousands of people in New York into lizards? No, did you know that, that actually like takes place. I don't. I I think I saw like a scene of a person start changing. No, there was no sort of like ramifications of a, a ton of people being. M- maniacal lizards for like to see an hour that's right. another problem with the movie they that's did. Another we don't get to see if anyone got hurt because of that it just is like he did that it would have been way cooler if uh peter had to fight his way through a bunch of lizard people in yeah. the sewers uh to get oh, to the man. lizard but they so, couldn't poison the water supply because then they would be copying batman Begins right too much but you know what they should have done to copy batman begins is Lower the stakes of the story a little bit. Make it a little more realistic. If you're going to start, yep. you're going to have Amazing Spider-Man focus on having a more <clears throat> realistic, uh, gritty, uh, no color. We're focusing on Hipster Peter in high school. Be Give us the shocker. Exactly. Give us a more realistic right. villain that matches his experience becoming Spider-Man versus... Going for this uh, cataclysmic event, I'm going to release a toxin that'll turn everybody into lizards, and it's very kind of out there kind of idea, like sci-fi. Instead of Batman Begins, look what they did. They just turned everybody nuts. You know, the the, the PS3 game, The Amazing Spider-Man, does it a lot better. Yeah. Because it's based on the movie but it's like better because he does fight lizard people and he has to like cure them like with antidotes like he has to do Are you that talking about instead the... of just shooting them off in the sky right. they also go into like the other experiments that were being done at oscorp yes. with cross-species genetics mm-hmm. which is how you ended up with other characters like 
scorpions the, in the scorpion game. and vermin and stuff like that because they just it fits so well there's so many animal themed spider-man Dude, villains i was just gonna say after yeah. i watched these movies i began to realize that i never thought about that really before they got the scorpion the vulture dr octopus goblin but he's not an animal no. uh <laughs> what is I almost want to say the beaver. Rhino. But no. <laughs> beaver boy. Who am I? Don't you know? I'm Electro. Don't oh. you know? I'm I just came I just came out of a Christian, it sounds like you're next up for your three worst, so why don't you go ahead? Joel Schumacher took over the film when they went to Ravencroft for that film. <laughs> I'm Dr. Kafka. And I'm going to play some eccentric I symphony. always get results. Okay. Ay, ay, ay. You do your worst. My worst? I will do my worst. Number three. I'm going to say <clears throat> Peter discovers Richard's lab in the sub. The subway. Yeah, I mean, they make a big, they make a big mystery about what's Roosevelt? What's Roosevelt? But they don't focus on it long enough for you to really care about it. I know I did. And then we find, we find, I mean, I like to say the whole parents thing could have worked if it was executed a little differently. Or if that was the main plot. Right, right. You started the you movie like, with this concept. <laughs> and then Exactly, just they like, opened the movie with Richard no. and Mary dying on a plane. Wait, wait, you mean like if the plot was something like Norman Osborn, who is alive, is trying to hunt down Richard Parker's uh, hidden lab uh, so that he can access the 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 experiments that were being done on spiders to recover it because he knows it's the one thing that might save his life? You mean something like that? Yeah. Literally, they needed Why didn't this, Zach this write script. the movie? This script needed to go through the editing room so many more times. But they had to get that writers. reboot. Okay, here's the thing that this movie compared with the Raimi films do. The Raimi films do a better job of telling a coherent linear narrative. Yep. For the first two films, yeah. For the first two films. Well, the, these film, the, the Raimi films do a good job, a way better job of focusing on Peter and his development as a character in terms of what the things, the conflicts that he's dealing with in his life have, they have a proper balance in the second film. That's why it's one of the most critically lauded superhero films ever is because they, they struck that balance really well. This one it's just, Oh, he's got his relationship with Gwen and George Stacy. Oh, he's got Aunt May and she is trying to find a job in nursing home and Uncle Ben's death. Oh, we don't care about that that much anymore. Uh, then we got, oh, Harry's my best friend. He came back after 10 years. I got to deal with this now. Oh, and then I got my own uh, personal struggles and elsewhere and whatever. I don't know. There's just, you don't care that much about what he's going through in this second film, I feel. In the parent subplot, oh yeah, that's the main thing we're talking about right now. The parent subplot, that's another thing to add on his plate. Yeah, if you're gonna do it, do it. You literally start both movies with it, and then nothing. I mean, you try, but really, and I'm sure they probably thought they had a few more films after this to work with. But in that case, 
don't cram so much in this one. You have a thousand plots. You're expecting us to follow them? No. Give us one. Give it's us the same thing. Electro. It's the same thing with Spider-Man 3. They should have made Venom and the symbiote the main focus. But I know Raimi didn't want to do that. But he was forced to. But yeah. anyway. Number two for you. Also, another thing about the lab is that it's just like spy stuff. He was a scientist. He wasn't. He wasn't a member of the Spy Kids organization who had a How did secret. he build that? Exactly. <laughs> who did he contract? I would love to know his contractor. How is there still power being directed to this thing how after is everything, 14 years? How is everything in the sub... The sub. I keep calling it a sub. It's not a submarine. How's everything in the <laughs> sub- <laughs> subway? Subway. Yes, Richard Parker had a secret nuclear submarine under in the Hudson River. <laughs> No, how did how everything in the in the lab is in pristine condition? Because nobody's ever found it. Nobody's ever touched it. It's nothing's dusty. That's true. It he discovers Zola. No, I'm kidding. It's like a historic site. Mm-hmm. Like that's when he's looking it up. They're like historic subway found, and now it's just like abandoned. Right. There's not like, a park or museum. Yeah. Oh boy. No, it's oh, just folk, they should have invested more in the in the story with the Richard and Mary thing. But number two, I'm going to say the cranes assemble in uh, <laughs> the Amazing Spider-Man. <laughs> I think my roommate said it. Spencer may have said it. What's stopping him from just swinging across normal buildings to get to the same Oscorp tower? He was <laughs> grazed once on the leg, and all of a sudden he's like, ah. Ah, he's Peter. He's Peter Griffin on the sidewalk. I think there was an attempt made to make it seem like this was, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna come off as an apologist here for for some bad things in those movies, but I think there was an attempt made to make it seem like this was a, a Peter Parker who hadn't really fully realized what he was capable of yet okay and the leg injury is stupid also i would almost <laughs> guarantee the guy that shot uh peter is the same guy that shot electro in the amazing spider-man 2 when they're like don't yeah, shoot exactly don't shoot, shoot. Okay. paul shoot. No! Uh, it's the same guy from the two towers who shoots the the urukai on accident hey, hey there hey, was and if we're working with paul today do not use the S H O O T word because that's all he'll hear. They, but they, they wanted to make it seem like this was his first time really getting to swing across big distances like that, and just like it, having them lined up like that is easy because you're just shooting straight up into the air. There was also at at this time this was post Avengers. And there was talk about, well, what if Sony gets Andrew Garfield into there? And there were people theorizing, oh, the reason why there's a bunch of cranes is because they're fixing the damage after the Battle of New York. I remember that. And that that was like, that's what people said was like the in, like that was the connection. And obviously that turned out not to be true. The cranes. But uh, yeah, it was... That it's, guy. It's, it's not great, and they definitely they definitely improved the web swinging in the second one. But I'm I'm kind of with you there on that one, Christian. It was it seemed overly dramatic for no reason. Well, I think it also was partly them trying to do the oh the community, the New Yorkers are coming you around with on one of us. You that, messed with all. That's of what us. I'm talking about. Like that tone. Wasn't there an American flag in that scene as well? 
I'm sure cranes have them. I don't know. I'm probably. I don't know. I don't know. But oh, you see the cranes all perfectly lining up. But who? Who? What? You get the big James Horner fanfare late, which I love the James Horner fanfare. By the way, I don't think construction takes place at night. Like he called him up. Remember, he said, "Go call Jerry. Come, come down here." Yeah, but he was at work. Jerry, they were, they were going home. It was like. These guys were like, I gotta go home with my family. It's like, no, no, no. We're all working overtime for the teenager and the. And then I'm like, we gotta help Spider Man. No, I'm not. I'm not doing (laughs) that. He's a superhuman thing. (laughs) I'm not doing that because it is 9:30 at night. I have a family. I'm hungry and I'm tired. And you're gonna make me come back tomorrow and do this again at 6 a.m. Not to mention, I'm not staying late. I'm not doing it. He called the guy in too, who had already left, who was at home. Like, okay, let me ask you this. Am I going to be fired if I don't show up? Well, no. Then I'm not showing up. <laughs> Sorry, uh-uh. Spidey. Sorry, Spidey. We can't get you there. Sorry. You'll have to use a, uh, the skyscraper right <laughs> next to the crane. Sorry. Jerry, I'm down. I'm Look, I'm down on the ground. An hour ago, I saw him zipping through the buildings without aye, us. Aye, aye. He can. He doesn't need go home. You don't need to do that because there's buildings. <laughs> exactly. I saw him do it. Yeah. Just, well, he got shot in just, the leg, right? Again, I was right there. I That's on my way home. I saw him get shot. His just, webs come out of his wrist, right? Not his leg. Got it. He can use the buildings. <laughs> I'm going home. <laughs> I'm going home. <laughs> ah, screw you guys. I'm going home. That's but literally... <laughs> it's just the... It's a corny depiction of the... Not not as corny as the one from um, the first Raimi film, but I can understand that given the context of when it came out. I would but rather this have one, a Raimi film one where they just throw trash at him. Not to not to derail your worsts even further. Uh-oh. However, <laughs> there is one point that I want to make, though, because they, they make a big point in all the Spider-Man movies of him like being from New York, right? And like the New Yorkers coming to save him. Yeah. Right. Do you know one of the best things that Andrew Garfield does as Spider-Man, which he was actually born in New York. And so he uses a New York accent yeah, for I noticed Peter Parker. That. Yep. Raimi never did that with Toby. <laughs> and Tom doesn't <laughs> do that Minnesota. either. He's basically, yeah. And there's like, it's, you can tell that like sometimes it's a little bit heavier than others. You know, uh, like the, the scene with Harry when they're skipping stones. <laughs> nah, man. Uh, but like Parents I, I felt like this Peter Parker was a New Yorker, you know, like I, I just it, it's the difference between just like a high school stage play of Spider-Man, which is the Sam Raimi movies. And then like you go get like Daniel Day Lewis to, to play Peter Parker for the Amazing Spider-Man's where it's just like the little details. They just they get the little details about Peter Parker right in this down to his accent. He's from New York. He sounds like he's from New York. That's that's it. It's that easy. Just do it that. Is. I'm swinging here. I'm and, swinging here. And I'm, hey, I'm swinging. These movies. But he does that. He literally says that right. in The Amazing Spider-Man 2 yes. when he's swinging at the beginning. And these the movie's problems have never, ever been Andrew Garfield. Let's no. make that real clear. He got shafted. And if no. rumors are true, he's about to be redeemed. In two months, so we have three. That. Fingers crossed. Two. Wait, it is technically you're right. It's like two and a half. I'm wrong. Two I'm and wrong. a half. 
We have to get through the entirety of October oh, yeah. and November and then December first. Also, actually, I wanna I wanna real quick um fix my myself here. He does not say that in the Amazing Spider-Man 2. He says that in the Amazing Spider-Man 1 when yeah. they did the practical swinging set. He says, I'm, I'm swinging here. Yeah, there you go. Okay. I All thought right. it was from the second one, too. Your number, number one, one worst. worst moment. I got to go with it. Ben, Uncle Ben's death. It was just in this, in the first one, Amazing Spider-Man, it just doesn't have, it, it goes by way too quickly. Because I know from the comics, or is what I thought I knew from the comics. Maybe I'm my mind is being uh, changed by the Raimi movie and how much of a big deal they make of it in that. But yeah, I always thought Uncle Ben, Uncle Ben's death was a huge part of how and why he becomes Spider-Man. And in it's, this, he just he's just dead before he even runs over there. Doesn't even get a right. final moment. It's just oh, we already seen this before. We've seen. Cliff Robertson get killed already. We already know that. So we're going to move past it. And then it barely affects him throughout the rest. Even even the second movie. Yeah, it's real quick. Uncle Ben, Uncle Ben. I oh, will he also say had a this. star tattoo. Okay, I'll get him. What I want to say in terms of the Uncle Ben stuff, yeah, the rapping, the rapping Andrew there. <laughs> but the, the Amazing Spider-Man films do a better job of showing his transition and evolution into becoming Spider-Man than they did in the Raimi films. Because the Raimi films, he sees Uncle Ben get killed, he feels responsible for it, and that becomes... It, the best part about that is that it becomes a long-lasting storyline through all three films. Didn't need to be one in the third movie. If they'd stuck no. to Sandman, if they had stuck to Sandman, then yes, that's fine. But... Him becoming Spider-Man is just with great power becomes great with great wow I almost fucked that up with great power comes great responsibility, and then he's like I'm going to save people in New York City. In this film, he's pissed off and wants vengeance, which he did in the Raimi film. But that he thought he Different. he didn't kill the guy. He fell to his own death, so he's in accessory. Accessory, okay, whatever. I'll 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 let you have that one after a whole year here. No accessory, but him when he rescues the kid. Actually, I want to talk about that later. But no, this in terms of Ben Parker's death, it just I felt like it needed to be a bigger thing, not just something that happened in that scene. And oh, we're gonna have a two-minute scene of him coming home with Aunt May talking to the police, and he asks for a picture of the guy. And there we go. Now I'm on a mission to find his killer. I can add another little comic accurate mm -hmm. tidbit to this that I think is very interesting because in the first Raimi Spider-Man movie, him hunting down Uncle Ben's killer is not only one of the best scenes in the whole trilogy, oh, yeah. uh, but it is pivotal to his character development. And in this, Peter spends months hunting down this the dude with the star tattoo who wears sunglasses and has long blonde hair. It's like a huge part of his character arc in this. In the comics, Peter doesn't hunt down Uncle Ben's killer. Mm -mm. He hit Uncle Ben's death is what causes him to stop using his powers more selfishly and use them for other people. But he never like the main version of, of Peter Parker in the comics 
has never met Uncle Ben's killer. The ultimate version has, and that actually ties really interestingly into Spider-Man 3. Hmm. He meets Uncle Ben's killer after he has the symbiote suit. And that's the first time the symbiote suit turns into venom in the ultimate comics is when he meets uncle ben's killer so it's interesting that they decided to be like well actually it was sandman that killed uncle ben at the same time that they have like venom introduced in spider-man 3 uh but that would have been a really interesting thing to do with andrew garfield's peter parker down the line is if you actually do bring in the venom symbiote and you have it act the way it's supposed to that's when you bring back the guy that killed uncle ben that, because well, that's a great way happen. for Peter to realize, like, this suit is not just a suit that gives me power. This thing is dangerous. That's You he, just made me think He nearly that. kills the guy in the Ultimate Comics. Yeah. Did you see Venom Let There Be Carnage yet? I sure did. Yeah. Oh, boy. Okay. Yeah, so they could still do that. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, anyway. You just got me thinking about how cool it would be, and this was just a quick aside, how cool it would be if when he meets Uncle Ben's killer, Sandman, when he's wearing the symbiote suit, like you see like the venom suit, quote unquote suit, like the fangs and the shit, all that stuff come out. And he's like, whoa, I need to get this stuff off. I can't do this anymore. Quick, make a loud noise. Right. Yeah. That would have been so much more effective. And it would have teased the, the third act of the movie with Eddie Brock venom, you know, yeah, but anyway, do a lot. It's well, neither here nor movie. there. That's my worst moment is Ben Parker's death. Your guys' worst were a lot deeper than my worst moments because <laughs> mine are not going to spark. Number debate. three worst moment, uh, angry guy on the subway. No, very close though. <laughs> my number are you three freaking worst. kidding me? Uh, yeah, that I'm did done. suck. But my number three worst is that basketball scene in Amazing Spider-Man because it, it's just awkward to me. It's just really awkward how Peter decides to use this as his medium to bully him back. The scene just feels weird to me. I didn't like it. I don't. It's not a good depiction of basketball. Being a sports person, I don't like that. It's disrespectful. He travels. Travel. If he had dribbled really fast between his legs and then like shot the ball, slung the web, and brought it back, and then Duncan or was like the hell. That'd have been cool. But he just barrels him over. If they'd have played one-on-one, like, all right, all right, Penis Parker, play me. And then he'd, like, beat him instead of just bowling him over, then I would have appreciated it. Number two. So, I know you said... <laughs> Don't call me Penis that Parker. be quick. That's my dad's But I name. do have an interesting fact about that scene. I want to hear it. In the... And I'll keep this brief. In the Ultimate Comics, uh, after Peter gets his powers, he joins the high school basketball team. And uh, <laughs> I believe I, it's been a while since I've read these, but I believe that Flash actually does end up getting like a broken arm or something because of Peter during either a game or practice or something like that. And Peter realizes like, oh, no, I can't do this. This is like I shouldn't be doing this. This is fair. This is dangerous. Does he injure Flash in the movie? I can't remember. He just knocks him over. He just he knocks, knocks him, him over, over and yeah. then Uncle Ben's like, you yeah. feel good about yourself now? You have pulley in this kit? And it's like, dude, yeah, he just jackass. knocked him over. And then Peter's like, yes, kind of. You have literally always taught me to stand up for my... Do you not want me to right. do that? This is. Do you remember the guy that punched me? That's the guy. Well, actually, Ben knew that. He was like, is that the guy that punched you? Yeah. Like, yeah. 
Okay, then if he sorry, just, Spencer. As I was then, Peter. Good call on that one. He's right. on your computer. She has you on your computer. <laughs> <laughs> Did you posterize him? Number two, and I think Christian will agree with me when I say, For you! Yeah. For you! That whole thing. That montage. Not, not okay to put that. I don't like it. The song's fine, but in that moment, what are we doing here? Yeah, you have Hans Zimmer. You have Hans Zimmer. I, what are you doing <laughs> right. with Philip Phillips? Cool. He has yeah. a deal with Sony. You have Hans Zimmer. You could literally... Hans, put- what are we thinking here? Actually, I'm going to defer to Philip on this one. You got a song for this? I have just the one. <laughs> they should have had a remix of My Enemy, except it's about his parents. They That's lied another... to me. They <laughs> left me. Dang. They abandoned me. They... <laughs> They're oh, my enemy. That's a whole nother. That's a whole nother thing. That's Man. another deleted scene. Is uh, at that point, right before the Philip Phillips stuff starts, and he like lays down his bed and he pulls out his phone and he sees like a picture of him and Gwen. There's actually a scene where it's like filmed like on the other side of the wall where it looks like they they cut to Gwen. Oh, that's sitting been nice. in her room, like working on stuff. And she like pulls out a phone and she's looking at a picture of like the same day. And they're both like this is like post breakup and they're just like, oh man, maybe I missed this person. Why, why didn't they and that do explains that? why she just calls him out of the blue. Well, oh, that would have been so much better. But no, we gotta we gotta find a way to include the parent thing somehow. Let's have Let's have a psychotic corkboard montage. Well, that's like all Charlie fine. Day. Just, I the scene itself is fine. It's just literally my worst part. I don't think was it's the fine. They should put him in Ravencroft. <laughs> the song itself. That's was my main thing. I don't think. All right. Anyway, have you guys seen Mike Tyson mysteries? No, but I'm no. sure you it, can send us a link later. I'm going to send you a video. <laughs> okay, good. Because my number one. Speaking of Mike Tyson. Crazy, psychotic people. Don't you know? I'm Electro. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> the rhino end scene. Yeah. I just... it. Why are we ending on that? Why are we ending on that? We saw him in the beginning. We don't need him again. Hint that he becomes him. Don't show the it. Rhino or, is a joke in this or movie. Or put him in the middle or the beginning in like the suit. And then... Spider-Man breaks it, and then you see him talking to the gentleman or whoever, and he's like, yeah, last time the spider broke the suit. And he's like, well, check this out. It's the Mark II or whatever. And I don't... The rhino shit... Paul Giamatti shouldn't have been in this movie in any capacity as the rhino or as a Russian idiot. Period. But Wearing the tracksuit that every Russian person wears in this type of thing. All right, let's get the bad taste out of our mouth. Let's go to our three best. Stay there. Stay right there. Don't move. Okay. But I'd like to tell you a few things, if that's all right. I know this is impossible to understand, Peter. I thought I knew what to say, but I don't. I don't know what to say to you, except I'm sorry. It's me. It's me, Peter, and I'm sorry. You're not my father. I am your father, Peter. I want you just to listen to me. My father is dead. Peter, listen to me. He's dead! Who are you? 
I had to disappear, and I'm sorry. Understand that. I had to disappear to keep you safe. Keep you safe. You know, I don't what? What? Say it! Say what you want to say! What do you want to say? Where have you been? You're dead! I'm not dead, Peter. I had to die to keep you alive. I had to disappear to keep you safe, Peter. Listen to me. Listen to me. I had to disappear to keep my mistakes from catching up with you. I had to stay away from you to keep Osborne from hurting you. You understand what I'm saying? There was no other way to keep you safe. It was actually tough for me to think of three best. I not because I didn't like, but just this was kind of like a uh, an example of um kind of good at everything, great at nothing. So um, my number three was the Electro Times Square scene. Even though he turned real quick, I I appreciated it. And the effects and like the slow motion when he splits <laughs> the web. It was just kind of cool. I agree with you. And I even, even though the music is stupid, I still liked it kind of. I thought that was so strange when I saw it in the theater. Like, am I hearing voices? Yeah, you are. <laughs> the music works a lot better in the actual like theater in yeah. a movie experience. Yes. Listening, Ooh. you can't yeah. listen to that track on its own. No. And you can't, like, even out of the theater, it's hard. But, like, in the movie theater, watching that, it was awesome. Um, It was pretty. Yeah, I remember that. I also love the very end of that where he's working with the firefighters and he just, like, has the fire. I know. He's wearing the the helmet. That was the kind of, like, humor that The Amazing Spider-Man 2 had that the the first one was missing dearly. Mm -hmm. That was just wonderful. I'm totally on board with that sentiment. Yeah. With the hat on, yeah, I love that. The pleasure of doing business with you, and he's like whipping the hose around, and then like holsters it like it's a and he's cool, old western revolver, right? My number two best moment is a really fun scene. It has probably one of the top five Stanley cameos. Is that school lizard fight? I just love how Peter used how Spider Man uses his powers and you you're having to fight in this pretty small space if you think about it you're in the library you're in the hallway you're in your they're wrecking stuff and it's just really neat it's a neat fight scene because at this point they know who each other is right that's after yeah because that's why he goes to the school to find peter so there's there's that element yes and then gwen is there and she's not a damsel in distress she's like can i what and then peter's like i'm just gonna throw out the window real quick dig and he does and it's just a fun fight it's a fun fight i like how he uses his webbing and his fighting style in general it's fun it's fun and his and his words yeah his yes he's funny a bad lizard yeah something that when they tried to have toby there there's somebody who's like sam it's Toby McGuire. Don't Toby. have him be funny. Here's the problem, Toby. You're not funny. I'm going to have him try this one line. If it doesn't work, we won't have him be funny again. Watch this. 
when you go up in when you hey 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 when you are in the cage say this line um stay staying away from you but say it kind of funny and then insult him and um use a joke that's gonna be in really poor taste in like 20 years refer to him as being gay <laughs> that'll get him then then that's not funny so they don't make him funny again my number one moment <laughs> to transition is um, yeah, the smoothest transition as the ones in the movie well it is because speaking of humor the car thief scene that's my I think my favorite scene in uh, either of these movies I think it's cool how he uses the web how he just really um, what's the word he's really condescending to him like oh yeah 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 go out the window that's a good idea that's really good that's smart and then he's out the window already and then he he webs him in the nuts and the guy's the, laughing and he's like it's not funny and then Peter's like that's kind of funny it kind of <laughs> is and I just like how he uses the the web shooter you know it, it's how you would use it when you're figuring out how to use it yeah you wouldn't do the 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 two finger aiming thing you just shoot it out of your wrist and I I like his movements with it when he's I, just yeah. webbing him obviously very audio quick. listeners can't hear us or see us, I mean. They can hear us. They can't see me doing my own. It's arms. very abrupt and quick. Yeah, and I well. love the sound of the web shooters. That... With the and smoke like the dust, the smoke, that. yeah. And it's just fun. Still like the organic webbing. I've grown away from it. You have web blood? Yeah. <laughs> if that's not... If they're... Let's assume Andrew and Toby are in No Way Home. If that is not brought up... As to why this guy shoots it out of himself, and we both had to make ours, I then it's the whole movie. It's is a gone. crime. I mean, that's a missed opportunity because they could mirror Bucky's line. Is that stuff coming out of you? So then Tom Holland's gonna be like, is that <laughs> "Oh yeah, stuff." And then Andrew's like, "Coming out of you? <laughs> like, can we do that, please?" Marvel, call yeah. us. Yeah, we got yeah. a joke. That would be good. And he's like, yeah, is it not for you guys? <laughs> no. We built this. Oh, yeah, sorry. That, that that would be a missed opportunity if they don't do that. Christian, go. I'm going to go now. Uh, bottom of the third here. Top three moments. Bottom one. Ben and Peter's argument. Oh, yeah. In oh. front of Aunt May about him forgetting to pick her up. And all that stuff. I love that. Be a man. Get in there. <laughs> just like, Be a man. Yeah. Dude. It's right down the road. I think I'm fine. Uncle Ben. <laughs> it's 2012. I'm an independent woman. Thanks, though, Ben. Appreciate it. I'm a spy, remember? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a member of the CIA, remember? Listen, no. I've seen you make meatloaf. I don't think you can handle being by yourself. <laughs> The meatloaf had a gun in it. <laughs> no, a knife. A, a gun oh. wouldn't fit in it. Ben! It's prison rules. Oh, okay. But no, the Ben and Peter argument. I love how authentic, I mentioned it many times. I love how authentic the performances are. Especially Martin Sheen's Uncle Ben. I'm not trying to downplay Cliff Robertson's Ventures performance. Ben. They both were good in their respective movies. But I just love how casual and... 
natural their interactions yes. seem, especially when he's being disciplinary. I just love that that relationship and the performances there. It's so realistic. The to phone me. line. He feels like a me. he he feels like a dad. Yeah, like a like a real like he feels like Peter's dad mm-hmm. in in their interactions, and I love that. It feels like something you would actually, if you were a, a bystander sitting in a room with at your friend's house or whatever, and his dad was yelling at him. It feels like real. Like that's what somebody would actually say in that moment. It wasn't scripted. It felt real. That's yeah, and then Harry just at. walks up. It's like, did I come at a bad time? <laughs> I'm gonna wait eight years. I'll come back. I'm gonna say for number two. <laughs> <laughs> you call me when he's done. Uh, are we done playing hide and seek? <laughs> <laughs> what did he just came out? I've been Harry in there for just eight years, just hiding there the whole time. Oh my god! Oh, number two, number two, Gwen Stacy's death. I almost put that on there as a top moment because it's so well done. Yeah, the build up. To him with his foot in the gear, trying to hold Goblin back, Gobby back, and then trying to hold uh, Gwen as she's on a thread, hanging by a thread, literally. literally. And just the expression went, the last, so, there's people been writing so many good comments on the videos like that scene. But when she, it snaps before she's like, Peter? Like just calling up for him. Like, almost worried about what's about to happen. And then the line snaps, and she has this horrified expression and just a gasp. And she doesn't scream as she's falling. Somebody mentioned that in a comment, which was interesting. Zach, that's pretty accurate to how it happens in the comics, isn't it? He kills her like that. So, not in a clock tower. Mm-hmm. Right. But it wasn't on the they bridge, really right? wanted to play up like the time motif in The Amazing yeah. Spider-Man 2. So, it's, it's a bridge. Uh, Goblin's there, and he has Gwen, and he throws her off the bridge, and Peter tries to, to save her. And he actually... It's, it's almost worse, because Peter gets her ankle at the bridge, and her neck snaps because he catches her with that. There's been some debate since then that she may have actually been dead before Goblin threw her off the bridge, but that doesn't matter to Peter. That's Peter's, like... He'll never know the difference. Gwen is his biggest guilt that he has. Um, And I, I... My own personal theory is that Peter Parker's true origin story doesn't end until Gwen dies, and that's when you get really that fully realized Mm Spider-Man that is just the iconic one that we're we're used to reading about and, and seeing so it's it's pretty accurate and it's it's absolutely brutal it's actually probably worse in the movie than it is in the comics in yeah. terms of just how how rough it is mm-hmm. yeah, they pushed the pg-13 rating to its limit the way they handled the music and the the web with the hand coming out yeah, a little weird but i get it just that little visual metaphor, and then the scenes afterward with the funeral and him standing at the gravesite, and seeing the Stacy family across the way, and feeling double the guilt, because not only does he feel somewhat responsible for George Stacy's death, now he feels responsible for Gwen's death, because <clears throat> we talked about a little bit selfishness on his part of not being able to let Gwen go in that sense. I always do you guys the, wanna, with the flip-flopping 
of well can we be in a relationship can we not be in a relationship i can't because george said this and blah 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 do you guys want to hear something absolutely heartbreaking about the comics i guess are you gonna make me cry so so gwen in i and cried this a little during like the movie revisited a few times since then that like it's it's a little different now and whatnot and peter has actually been able to see gwen again not spider gwen but like the gwen gwen that died and it's uh, we won't get into that but anyway um gwen didn't know that peter was spider-man when she died and gwen blamed spider-man for her father's death i I remember hearing that you know it's just brutal in the comics and peter handles that not very well when she dies in the comics, he he goes to a bad place. Venom, Venom. I like that. He actually would have killed. Actually, following I mean, that, he would have killed way, the Green Goblin if the Goblin hadn't been killed with his own glider. Right. Thanks, Bernard. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know the scene. We shouldn't laugh, but I just had a. <laughs> he just looks at Mrs. Stacy. The funeral. You're next. No. no. <laughs> oh my god. Or or George's his ghost comes up. He's like, you stay away from my wife. Seriously. I love it. Stop it. Don't. I had you to get a laugh. Voice. Your comments about George's ghost just standing there with the with every time. And but that's Gwen's another thing they didn't play up that her. much either. That was suppo- that was a big thing at the end of the Amazing Spider-Man with Gwen with George Stacy and promise me you blah 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 I won't do this. And then in the next movie they only have a few moments where he shows up. Yeah, I thought that was going to be a bigger thing. You see he sees he's They don't have enough time in two well, and he was half hours. be resurrected in the third one. No, absolutely not. What was it, what was Peter going to do? Find the philosopher's stone and the Lazarus pit. DC crossover. Yeah, okay. No. Was that your number one? No, that was your number two. That was my number number two. Number one is the Spider-Man saves the kid on the bridge. It's a good one. Because as as an action sequence itself, it's not particularly good. I don't really like it. But the emotional meaning, what it means for the character is so profound. That's why I like it. Because up until that point... He's just a vigilante hunting down his uncle's killer until, oh, shit, I'm finding myself on this bridge. I forget how he even shows up there, to be honest. But He just shows up, plops he, down with the He web. saves some people on, in the cars, and he's like, okay, I'm saving these people. And then the kid, he needs help. you got to get the kid out of the burning car. My dad, his dad wants him to help him. Takes the mask off and says, here, wear this mask. It makes you stronger. Is that how you have your powers? So in that sense, he took the mask off. I, I've said this already on the previous mm-hmm. episode, but it made him... It He, Peter Parker and Spider-Man became one and the same in that scene. And he he realized the, the meaning behind what Uncle Ben was saying to him about having a moral obligation to do those things when you have the ability and the power to do them. So he found himself in this situation, and he used his abilities to save a child. And that's when he first calls himself Spider-Man. I'm Spider-Man. 
And that's what I mean when I was saying earlier about how in these films, his evolution to becoming Spider-Man in that sense was more natural because it goes from a revenge state, which was very expedited in the Raimi films to move on with everything, to get him to be Spider-Man already and not have to go through this evolution with the montage, like, oh, saving the city. Webs fly up and he's uh, flying, whatever. But in this movie, he's like, the ropes come out <laughs> in this one. In this movie, he actually has to earn that through an experience like this. And I actually really appreciate that. Yeah, me too. It mishandled the Ben thing, but it it kind of it, it's kind of inverted in that sense. All right, good. I'm yeah. done. Thank no, you for coming good. to my TED talk. No problem. Zach, your three best. Uh, all right, so I'm going to start out with something controversial. <gasps> so, and it, it's not a moment, it's a several moments, and there's, there's a reason behind it. From Gwen's death to the end of the movie, the whole thing. And for context, when this movie was in theaters, I worked in movie theaters. And I probably saw the last 15, 20 minutes of this movie dozens of times waiting for theaters to get out to go clean them. Um, so that's like, I have rewatched and rewatched it and rewatched it. And I've rewatched the heartbreak and I've seen Peter come back from that. And I know a lot of people complain about the ending. You know, it was your least favorite moment spencer yeah. uh fighting the rhino but going back to what i said earlier that was me gwen's death and peter's bounce back from that that is the true end of peter parker's origin story as spider-man and that was like to see him come back and it doesn't matter if he beats the rhino or not there's no doubt that there's an epic fight scene there and he wins because Spider-Man is back. And like the moment of him coming back and Jorge, the little kid being like, I knew you would come back. Like there's so many stupid things happening there. But the main point is that Spider-Man is back and he's like, he's going to live with the guilt of Gwen forever, but he brings people hope and him coming back there has brought hope to New York the, you know, the people gathered on the sidelines to cheer on Spider-Man and watch as this man in a giant robot suit, uh, you know, shoots bullets and missiles at people. You know, that's that, I never understood <laughs> yeah. that part of the Amazing Spider-Man 2, how there's like crowds. Right. For all of the fights. I'd be getting right. the fuck like, out of there. He was like, this doesn't make any sense, but it doesn't matter. Just like that moment where like. The kid runs out and the mom is screaming and people are like, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no. And then it gets really quiet and you see the cop look up and you just hear the thwip of the web. Oh, man. Like, I get chills just thinking about that. I want to rewatch that. See, that, that is just, I don't have a problem with that part of it. That would have been fine. But why the rhino? Don't give us that. They're bookending the movie with the same character. It's yeah, ring it's theory, They're not bro. doing it well. They're not doing it well. No. Like, I'll give you that. But or if the rhino not, had been more part of it throughout the whole movie, then it would have been fine. Right, and that's the thing about it, is the right it doesn't matter who he's fighting at that moment. It really doesn't matter who he's fighting. Because 
that's not what matters in that moment. Um, I guess. So yeah, basically from Gwen's death up until that, I think is some of the best Spider-Man that there is. And the, the cut scene with Richard Parker still breaks my heart that that's not in there. And we didn't get with great power comes great responsibility, but I think it is what it is. That would have been, that would have brought closure to the parents thing too. Yeah, since they introduced the parents thing, they might as well have had him right. in there. And it would have been a big shock at the end of the film to have him show up, you know? Exactly. And right. to, to do the, with great power comes great responsibility, you finally get the line, yes. and he can help him get through the grief of losing Gwen like he does in the scene. Right. Like, you don't have to let her go. Bring her with you, that sort of thing. Oh, that that line in that deleted scene, just that where he's like, I don't I don't know how to how to go on without her. And Richard's like, don't take her with you. How do you cut that out of a movie? And then he just dicks that up is, the body. Be, well, they thought right. the, they thought the speech was a more emotional tissue connection connection. I can't talk. You know, I. I don't mean to diminish one of your top moments. I personally feel like the 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 Gwen Stacy, like everything after the funeral up to the funerals, fantastic. I love the music and the pacing and just showing the seasons change and that sort of thing as he's mourning. But then I don't like how it it seems to me too quickly resolved in terms of his bounce back. Because that would be right. a devastating, absolutely devastating thing. And it shows him go through the seasons and all that again. You get the time. Like, he's dealing with it over time. But it's it's condensed into a montage again. You don't get that time to to draw it out and actually explore how that impacts somebody. And, and all of us, he hears the speech and... It, it allows him to bounce back again. I think it's a little too quick, but that's just my opinion. Right. That's fair. And that's all this is, is people's opinions. The Richard Parker thing would have been actually pretty cool to kind of bridge those those things, actually. Uh, right. But yeah. Just insert that yeah. into the actual movie, and it might help it out a little bit. But, yeah. There's a lot of that. It's a lot of those deleted scenes. They, they cut like the wrong scenes. Last Jedi. <clears throat> We almost made it a whole episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right. My number two favorite thing has been taken from me. So I'm going to pick a new one. Um, it was going to be the bridge. Uh, the bridge scene with the first appearance of the lizard and all that because it's so great and what happens right afterwards and uh my my backup to that was taken as well which is the car thief scene the only thing i'll add to that is i think it was really cool that they added the the scene and there's a wonderful behind the scenes video you can watch where the practical web swinging where they had a guy on like a harness like doing all of that and like that was really cool um so i will go to my plan c for my number two which is um why is your face so filthy? Oh yeah, I was cleaning the the chimney. <laughs> we don't have, we a have chimney. no chimney. <laughs> what? Just that <laughs> scene is so stinking funny. Like, and the the just their banter in general. The the laundry sheriff part is so funny, and like the <laughs> the but that one 
I just that's when it was like, okay, this Spider-Man has got jokes. Like that's that's what we're compare here for. it to this, uh, Zach. Aunt May, Aunt May, don't come in. Aunt May, Aunt May, don't come in. I'm so totally naked right now. I'm not dressed. No, I'm so like totally that. naked. He's gonna say that. Like, Aunt May, I'm not dressed yet. <laughs> <I'm, laughs> Toby McGuire. Right. I'm not Toby. Because totally there's a like, <laughs> there's a callback to the remote control door lock. Yep. They do yes. a really cool set, which is like the room is actually its own set that they can move. So. All of the like the stuff where he's like on the ceiling and moving around is like the Inception set, basically, mm. where he's, you know, it's a physical thing. Like it, that was really cool, all of that. Um, but that's just a fun scene that I like because my other uh, two were taken. And sorry, my number I'm one dead. scene that I absolutely I can rewatch over and over and over again, um, and it's where I actually can I disagree a little bit with Christian. That I prefer the Hans Zimmer theme to the James Horner theme. I overall I prefer the James Horner soundtrack, but I prefer the Hans Zimmer theme. <laughs> no. And it is that that when the when the the opening is done to the Amazing Spider-Man 2, and then you get the bell, and then you see the red spider on the screen, and then it's him falling that web swinging montage yeah that's sweet oh man that was like that was like this is that it's you know the leonardo dicaprio meme where he's just like pointing at the at the tv because he saw something yep i remember seeing that scene and being like this is it this is spider-man how he is supposed to be portrayed because he'd be having the big screen he is having a blast Mm -hmm. he sounds like a new yorker that suit looks incredible. The web swinging in that oh. is so much more just like visceral than anything in the Raimi movies was and anything in the first Amazing Spider-Man movie was. Like this is a Spider-Man who is who is who has got it down. And it's so fun. It's so, like it just fun. see he he loves being Spider-Man. You get that feeling the the scene where it's the the car chase and he like has the guy roll the window down, mm-hmm. has Alexi roll the window down. You can there's a behind the scenes photo that's so fun. There were three Spider Men involved in that scene because you have you have one stuntman who's on the door asking him to roll the window down, right? And then he uh, like pulls out his gun and tries to shoot him, and he ducks down. And then they have the legs that drop down, which is another Spider-Man on the roof. And then there's the third guy who sticks his head down and keeps talking to him as well. And it's like the amount of just like detail they put into little interactions like that made me absolutely fall in love with Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man all over again. So that and then Hans Zimmer's theme, like when I think of the Spider-Man theme in my head, that's what I think of is the Hans Zimmer still to this day. Yeah, the theme is good. Right. The theme is real good. Okay. I want to comment two things on what you just said. Number one, I fully second the Andrew Garfield as Spider-Man. In the suit, nails it. The way they portray Spider-Man nails it. Just the attitude, the quips, the humor. He's a fun Spider-Man. The way he interacts with people in New Yorkers, like helping that kid out. Just go at the grocery. I'm Spider Man. Like <laughs> Spider Man helps Max out too in the street. Yeah. Just like, I mean, 
a dozen cars go flying into other pedestrians, but we're going to ignore that. Uh, but he saves Max. Uh, Hold on, cool. I'll save them in a sec. i got to set up the villain real quick. Oh. One, one sec. Oh, yes, the villain that gets put in the dustbin in about 20 minutes. Right. But, yeah, I love that. And also, I have grown on the theme, the Hans Zimmer theme. It has grown on me, rather, like the symbiote. Uh, I actually kind of like it now. I actually kind of like it now. I, I like both. The James Horner score fits the tone of The Amazing Spider-Man more for that film. I also, f- I also feel like Hans Zimmer's score feels like an evolution of James Horner's. It doesn't feel like, well, not the score, the theme, just the theme. It feels like an evolution of James Horner's theme without being a radically different thing. Like when you compare James Horner versus, you know, Raimi's. Oh yeah, they're completely oh, yeah. different. They're night and day. But this, it, it almost feels like the Hans Zimmer theme is a sequel to the James Horner theme. And the other thing that Hans okay. does really well with his score is Peter and Gwen's theme is just gorgeous. Oh, I agree. I agree. Because I was listening to some of the music for the edit for the Amazing Spider-Man 2 soundtrack or episode we released, listening to the soundtrack. And I was like, oh, you know, listening to these on their own, I kind of like them now. Like, I like some of the chords that they use with the Spider-Man theme, like when he's talking to Max after he saves him. I love that rendition. The end of the movie, when he's falling from the sky at the beginning with the insignia. It's cool. It still sounds like an Olympic theme, but... I mean, he's wearing the Olympic tracksuit. He's, he's got a luge suit on, that's, man. That's, that's, that's true. how you do it. And I love how the suit, like I said, flaps in the wind. Like, right. it's more realistic fabric. Instead of being Mr. Buff bodybuilder yeah, then, uh, Toby's McGuire. Whatever that is. I still love the Raimi suit, though. But I think yeah. we can all agree. I don't know. Maybe we won't. Uh, Danny Elfman's Spider-Man theme is top tier. And maybe Remind even me how the goes. best one. Uh, no, I'm not singing that. Singing? Just do do it. Do the ba-ba-ba. How's it's it going? not as simple as ba ba ba. All right, then don't. It goes ba 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 ba. All right, yeah, cool. I'll listen to it later. I'll listen to it later. I, that main title gets me so hyped, dude. Anyway, I don't know how to go on without her. You don't. You take her with you. I'm not the same man I used to be, Peter. I used to be arrogant, arrogant enough to believe that it was my destiny to save people, to save the world, my work. But somehow, after everything I did to hide my work, it still found its way to the only person on earth who could possibly unlock it. And I realize now maybe it was never my destiny to save anything. It's yours, son. With great power comes great responsibility. I love you so. We've reached the point of the show where 
Um, I, I think it's appropriate to bring you the end of the franchise awards. So, if you'll help me introduce this year's nominees, the cast and crew. We're going to start off the night with one of the least prestigious awards that this show offers. The least valuable player of the year. And uh, this should come as no surprise to you, Christian, to you, listener, to you, Zach, that the least valuable player in these franchises is Harry Osborne. So congratulations, Harry Osborne. Thanks for coming. You shouldn't have. Really. You shouldn't have. The, Stay at boarding school. What? You're a fraud, Spencer <laughs> King! Stay at boarding school. Don't come Seriously, back. Seriously, have a Skype call with him Hold at on. the end. Hold on. I need to... Let me give you exposition right. on how I went to boarding school for 10 years. And then I filed my nails down and started losing my hair and my teeth fell out. But, nah, it's cool. It comes and goes. Your teeth? Yeah. I get them back. <laughs> The second, because I was looking back at what awards I did for the Sam Raimi Spider-Man franchise. So this is the second annual Ben Parker Memorial Lifetime Achievement Award. And this one has got to go to one of the smartest, one of the most attractive, one of the most independent women in film that you'll see. I, I think in my dude opinion I think she represented women right in this. Uh, Gwen Stacy. Gwen Stacy. You thought I was going to say somebody else as a joke, didn't you? No. Have, have setting it up like that. I thought you were going to say it. May. I thought it, yeah. I thought no, it was me for one. a little this while. And then you, no. She didn't do anything. She didn't win anything. The biggest thing she did in this movie is say all right, we're back on, everybody. Let's go. Oh, come on. Intern May. <laughs> she gets perfect age group, though. That sure. should have been a deleted scene. Yes. Get rid of that. Get rid of the whole plane thing. Yeah, seriously. The clutch performer of the year. When, when Spider-Man needed her most, she came through with the magnetization of the web shooters. Thank you, Gwen Stacy! Gwen Stacy, clutch performer of the year. Right there. She doesn't have superpowers, she doesn't have a suit. But what she does have is a brain. Check out the big brain on Gwen. She's a smart mom. The sixth <laughs> man of the year. All this right. is this is somebody's supporting character. You're gonna send them in to give your starters a little break. But when your starters are ready, they will have done their job, kept your lead. Spider Kid. Can't remember his name. Jorge. Despite, yeah, him at the end. Gotcha. And in the beginning with the turbine. Because look, he at the very least confused Rhino to the point where he didn't shoot right away because he's like, what? Uh, okay, I guess I can make a couple jokes real quick. This is a kid and I'm in a suit. So he, he did his job. He did his job. The most improved player, and I'm not talking about his character arc because we only see him in one of the films. But most improved as far as how he treats Peter, and that's Flash Thompson. Well, I would have liked to have seen more. Maybe you replace the best friend Harry character with Flash Thompson, and then and then you do you have Venom be the 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 um, 
villain anti-hero in the second one because in the comics doesn't flash thompson get the venom way later right yeah, that they could have done that uh, sorry to cut in that would have been very interesting with the richard parker research maybe he had been researching a symbiote and sure. that is connected and to Flash. Sure. That is literally the ultimate comic storyline, is that Eddie Brock's parents and Richard and and Richard and Mary Parker were working on the symbiote together. You know what? That to was quote Spencer, film. what are we doing here, guys? That's what are we one of doing my favorite here? Things to say. The Coach of the Year award. For those of you that don't know, this is the crew member that I think brought it the best. And usually, you'll see a theme. Usually, I give it to the composer. But this time, I gave it to John Schwartzman, the cinematographer. I I like how... I don't... Does he do both? I honestly didn't look. He no, only does Dan the first Mindel one. does the second one. Okay, well, Remember. I really like... You, you know, dark, gritty... I know it doesn't really fit the whole Spider-Man idea... But I just loved how it was shot. I liked how it looked. I liked the first-person stuff and everything. I liked how it was shot. In the all-area New York MVP award, I'm not, I'm not gonna mess around and give it to, to, to Kurt Connors. I'm not gonna give it to Uncle Ben, although he would be deserving. I'm not gonna make, give it to a joke one and say Norman Osborn. I'm not even going to give it to Mark Webb for ruining the Amazing Spider-Man franchise so then we got him in the MCU. And I'm not going to give it to Sony. I'm going to give it to the real MVP, and that's Peter Parker himself, the all-area MVP. Andrew Garfield really brought it, and Spider-Man slash Peter Parker really was the MVP of this. Close second, Gwen Stacy, Uncle Ben. Thank you very much. This has been the awards. Uh, we'll be doing it again in the next franchise. Thanks for coming out. Tip your waiters. Wow. Hey. You know, you, An- Andrew Garfield seems like a really cool guy. He does. I like, hang out with him. I, I've watched that interview between him and Jimmy Fallon. I'm not in the movie. No. <laughs> I, I want to. Uh, there's a photo going around uh, on the internet of you and Tobey Maguire. On the set of Spider-Man, uh, yeah, the new Spider-Man movie, and uh, and and I was like, wow, I'm that- not sure about that. We are, we're pretty sure, we're pretty sure about it. So we know what's up. Do you know what's up? Are <laughs> what I'm telling you is. You're gonna be you're in the new Spider-Man No Way Home. Congratulations! Wait, what? Yes, congratulations! You're gonna be in it. Yeah, that's exciting, right? I had no idea. Like, <laughs> if... <laughs> Have you seen the photo? I heard about it, and I did see it, and it's a Photoshop. Oh. We say no. I'm trying to manage expectations. You say no. Oh, you say no. Yeah. <laughs> We're saying no. We're saying they should reshoot the film. <laughs> I just, <laughs> I guess I haven't seen that one. I sent it. it to you. Oh, well, and I then think. I did see it, but I don't remember that. When part. He's talking about being on stage and his ass is showing because they can't get the rig to go up, and I don't remember that during bit. a play, during a uh, Broadway guess. show. It's pretty. Just it's a really hearing, funny. 
it's a really just hearing Andrew Garfield talk about his time as Peter Parker is really interesting like in general he's being, he has he's a lot of back. very fond memories and also a lot of very uh not fond memories but he just mm. when you hear him talk about it it's all he sounds very mature about the whole thing and he's coming back he he's is coming back even as bad as toby mcguire was as far as uh, most things we still love him we want to see him again you know he what was the first I read a story, I read something or saw a video where they were talking about, oh, you know, the rumors to Andrew and Toby coming back. And someone took a picture. I don't think there's any footage, but they took a picture with Toby. He's like, are you going to be in No Way Home? And all Toby did was smile and wink and walk away. There's so many rumors and specific rumors that they have to be in it. Because I just saw another article that was like, reports... You know, and then semicolon. Was it about the ladies? Huh? The ladies being in it, too? No. I haven't heard that one yet. But it was um, reports or Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield get significant screen time in No Way Home. Which means they probably don't. They're throwing us off. They just show up and they go, oh, sorry, wrong portal. Yeah. (laughs) It also there's also rumors they're going to be in the next trailer as well. I yeah, wish they really, really should come on. Yeah, it'd be the biggest surprise. But if they're a big part of the movie, I don't know. It, you, you know what it would do? It would get asses in seats. It would yes. get asses in seats. That's for sure. Yes. One, no, clo- no. Here's the here's the thing you got to do. You close the close the trailer with a black screen, and you have a stinger at the end. You have a stinger, and it's. It's Peter when he Who walks in on Thanksgiving. Hey, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> no. I had to beat an old lady with a stick to get his cranberries. It's just Toby going, Who am I? And they're like, Yeah, you're Spider Man. We know. It's us, too. Dude. You're Peter. We're Peter. He's Peter. No, this is what they that have to do. That would be totally if tight. They're going to do it. If they're going to show that shot in the trailer, it has to be the one where they're all pointing at each other. <laughs> like, that's what you have to do. And if that's not in the movie, then I'm missed done with Marvel movies. I'm done with Marvel movies if they don't do that. I'm how, done with them. How badass would it be if, for real, though, at the end of the trailer, you hear the, who am I? I'm Spider-Man, and it's Toby. And then you have Andrew okay, say we something. Didn't ask. You're us. <laughs> I think that would be kind of neat. But that would, Or they could reference Star Wars and be like, well, of course I know him. He's us. <laughs> I don't want them to do that like, though. No, I mean, in that, terms of showing them in the trailer, like at I the really end, don't like, want them to. like, come on. If they hint at them, fine. But I don't think they, they should already up spoiled show Spidey in Civil War in that trailer. But that certainly you know got asses in seats. That's for sure. The other thing too is like at this point, you already showed people that Goblin and Doc Ock are going to be in your movie. You even showed us Alfred Molina. If you're willing to put that in your first trailer, what aren't you showing that's us? That's what I keep saying. You know? So they know I what know. they're like, doing. That's just... <sighs> oh, dude, I'm so stoked and for Willem Dafoe. I mean, the end of Venom <laughs> now, he, there's report like he's going to be in it. He was seen with a, with a crew hat. That laughing, well, yeah, he was seen with the crew hat, wasn't he? Uh-huh. I wonder why. If, if... There's going to be some carnage if anything gets out. Jeez. If they put 
Dane DeHaan in it, which no rumors about that at all. But if they did that and made him the goblin, yeah, man, I think I'd walk out. <laughs> I'd lose my. But I'd, that's not. You would bottom. be Joel I'd, as yeah, soon as Snoke got cut in half. Yeah, your face would bottom. go from a grin to flatlined in about Just two no. milliseconds. That's yeah, for sure. It, that movie is going to be insane. I'm so excited for Willem Dafoe. I mean, even Doc, even Doc being I'm, back. Yeah, and there's that quick shot of like a claw that was like, oh, it's the lizard. What if that's Venom's hand now that we know? Or well, people listening to this might not know. Well, shoot. Well, no, nice they've seen going. the trailer at least. Or what if, what if, well, what if? I mean, well, and we know that possibly, potentially, Electro's in that they've showed the electricity in it. I'm so glad that he's going to look different as Electro in this movie because I'm sorry, I am not digging the... Ult- I, I read that it was inspired by Ultimate Spider-Man, how, how he looks in uh, the Amazing Spider-Man 2, but I'm not, I, I am not digging it at all. They made him too organic looking yeah. in the amazing spider-man 2 when he's really literally just supposed to be blue energy in the shape of a person which was a little different so dr i will say there's a um there the the rumor that i have read about far no way home they, they gotta leave the home out of these movie titles i know so i'm kind of i'm over it you know the uh the rumor I've heard deep. about No Way Home that I like the most. Spider-Man, go home. That kind of helps you w- deal with like the ages of of Toby and Andrew is that Toby is, uh, his Peter is married to Mary Jane and he's not Spider-Man anymore. And he still gets sucked into this. And Andrew Garfield's basically Ooh. doesn't do anything as Peter Parker anymore. He's just only ever Spider-Man. And so you have two different characters that went very separate ways with whether they were Peter Parker or Spider-Man and they kind of chose. And so you have those two conflicting sides of like the angels on Tom Holland's oh, Peter Parker's shoulders of, that. you know, what's really that important. Too. That's very interesting. Yep. There's that And then we'll that get fan art. spin-off after spin-off of Andrew Garfield movies that I'll be able to watch and I'll be thrilled. <laughs> There's they that. could. That fan art of Tobey Maguire is like uh, where he has the five o'clock shadow and he has that like leather jacket Spider-Man. Ah, yes. The Last Stand Spider-Man. The what? (laughs) So that's the Last Stand Spider-Man. That's actually, uh, there's a a little like one-off scene in in a comic about like how... It's like they're like this a version of Peter Parker that potentially, depending on the path that you go down, like this is how you die. So he's like literally at like a grave of like everyone he's ever loved oh. wearing that as like the cops are after him and it's implied that he died there. But it's an iconic look that I would love for them to borrow for Do it. this. But I think they're going to just me... I think they're just going to put them in their classic suits. I think yeah. so, too. Well, the way the thing I get from it is that Spencer suggested this in our chat. I told Zach too. I think. Oh, you did about the yeah the about the suit. How he oh. Tom Holland's oh, wearing the same sorry. quote unquote suit I that, that that Tobey Maguire is wearing, and well, you said oh yeah. Doc Ock is saying hello Peter to the Peter Toby's Peter, but the Toby that he knows could be the Toby from Spider Man Three, who thinks that Doc is dead in the river. Right. I'm not. Yet. 
completely unconvinced that um, that's not just a deep fake of uh, Tobey Maguire with Tom Holland's face put on it. Right. Uh, it's Marvel. They've got all the cool toys. Mm-hmm. So well, yeah, Fat Thor. Be. We saw him as not Fat Thor in the trailers, and then all of a sudden it's like, wait, he's fat? So Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, they they they've been fat known to Toby. Do that. So we don't <laughs> know <Toby>. who <laughs> what to believe with these trailers. Fat Toby. Oh. Hello. Hey, pizza time. <laughs> <laughs> now, you know Opens what they would the really be able to what would really blow me away? Is if they managed to pull like Jake Johnson into oh. uh, No Way Home as Peter B. Parker, and they give he's got like the gut and everything. Speaking that, of Fat ooh, Thor, that would like, be, that would that be, that'd that'd be, be awesome. But oh, like a post credits, like gonna happen. the hell they didn't call me. Yeah, <laughs> you're right? animated. Because I, I do love Andrew Garfield's Peter Parker very much. He is not my favorite movie, Peter Parker. He is my favorite live-action Peter Parker because my favorite movie, Peter Parker, is still Jake Johnson as Peter B. Parker and yeah, he's Spider Verse. Do you have? I'm not really liquid right now. <laughs> <laughs> I think they the best should. Best burger place in New York. There's a if they're super super duper smart, they'll they'll have Miles Morales at least be some sort of some present in the movie because we met his uncle he was that's true that's and true. people that know know and they did not forget that so i'm gonna be he's gotta be some sort of something captain obvious here and say uh, they were completely in, uh influenced by the success of spider-verse to do oh, to do sure. something like this oh yeah. yeah of course they are we'll find out in three months oh man Maybe you'll get Gwen, Spider-Gwen. That would be awesome. I'd be totally down for that, too. Oh, shoot. That's actually something that I is in my notes here that I wanted to bring up that I didn't bring up yet. Bring it up um, Along with two dozen other things. Um, Spider-Gwen did not exist at the time that these movies were made. I mm-hmm. think I knew that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, in fact, Spider-Gwen was introduced in uh, the uh, Spider-Verse comics that were that started at the end of 2014 and the amazing spider-man 2 came out prior to that um i don't think that we would have spider gwen as a comic book character wildly successful comic book character and a great way to bring gwen stacy back um i don't think that she would exist without emma stone's portrayal of gwen stacy in these movies and the newfound popularity that gwen stacy found uh because of these movies so Thank you to Emma Stone and yes. Mark Webb and everyone else for breathing new life into the character so that or, she could also be reborn in the comics. I guess this can be the rumor mill section, but one last thing if we want to yeah, move go on. But I read, I was reading an article about rumors that Kirsten Dunst and Emma Stone might reappear in No Way Home. In what capacity? That's half okay. They were talking about how, oh, well, Kirsten Dunst and toby or whoever were on the set on the same day that they were doing reshoots or so and such i don't have the article in front of me right now but i read it earlier today or yesterday but very interesting maybe maybe we'll see something come of that 
Do you think they'll all return in No Way Home? Do you think they're all going to be returned, like wrapped up in a bow, returned to their original universes, and have like a "see you later, kid" as they walk around back into the sunset of the portal? I really hope not. I hope not either. Because I can see them. I I can see them doing a send off to. Well, so first off, I can see someone dying. I can totally see them killing (laughs) off one of the Spider Men. Like that's. That's a huge thing, but I can see them doing a send off to Toby. Um, but I would absolutely die for them to keep Andrew Garfield around. And I've actually that's another rumor that I've heard as well is that Andrew Garfield will be sticking around oh, for dude. more Spider Man after this, which I'm is okay just with it. like I'm okay with that oh, too. I I'll take what I can get at this point, but I will I would just love more. He can be in the worst Spider Man movies. But as long as it's still him playing Spider-Man, sure. I'll watch it. Just like Tom Hardy as Venom. Not great movies, but I like him. I'd Dream rather enjoy the movies. Eddie Brock, and then just not great. What a toe for coal, my gosh. Okay, check no. this out. What if this happened? I don't think they would do it, but if anybody was going to do it and get away with it and have it be fit and be good, it would be the MCU. It would be Marvel. Have, have a cameo... Of Topher Grace, and his only line is "What the hell?" Yeah, in some capacity. <laughs> See a chump. And this is how it happened: a different Venom, Tom Hardy's Venom, comes in, way bigger, way cooler, and then he just goes, "What the hell?" That's the scene where you see the true veracity of <sighs> the the symbiotes. See a chump. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Back the off. The dark side of Peter just came out. <laughs> Whew. I'm doing the Peter face with the lips. Give me some shade. <laughs> oh, boy. Hey, Christian, you have that rap? I do have the rap. We all have the rap. All right. I've heard it. Oh, well, if you play it on your computer, I can hear it on my ears, right? I think so. Maybe. Zach. You didn't listen to it already, did you? Dude, you say Zach the same fucking way every single <laughs> time you say his name. Didn't. I just listened to the wrap-up of our free... Zach! So, Zach... I, I haven't... Zach! Every, same! Every single time! I'm not kidding. It's I have a type. I have a type. What's his name? Ben! <laughs> Oh, Pen. <clears throat> so this Uncle rap Zach. song, Uncle Zach, is uh, Uncle you, <laughs> Zach. Are you? <laughs> no, Zach. Are you familiar with Kendrick Lamar at all? I sure am. Okay, his song, one of his most uh, popular songs, "Humble," came into my mind when writing this because of there was one line that I built the whole rap song off. It's when he he says, my left stroke just went viral. And you know what I said? Electro just went viral. And I oh, built boy. the entire rest of the song off of that line. So here you go. Here it is. The recap rap, The Amazing Spider-Man. Living with Miami. Uncle Ben died today. Swing. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I 
remember Uncle Ben with his top notch astoundedness. Vanessa doctor with the algorithm, now I'm doubting this. Science shit is breaking ground, got web and spouting out my wrist. Cross gene and Gwen Stacy got me questioning the analyst. Kirk, get the lizard, it can help you grow your arm nub. New discoveries maybe lead you to have bad blood. I go vigilante, help the police to do their job. Pull up on the bridge, I save a kid, I'm playing dangerous. Lizards in the sewer, sewer full of lizards, yuck. Hold up, don't you got him, the crane operators suck. If we got the cure, make the city pure luck. Captain died and made me never see Gwen Stacy fuck. Electro just went viral. Green Goblin got the city in a spiral. But Dr. C would like to keep it on the down low. Because it takes place in the sequel. Bit by spiders. Hold up, peep. Swing up. Hold up, little. Hold up, We fighters. Hold up, swing down. Web down. Web riders. Pete, swing up. Hold up, hold up. We spiders. Swing down. Hold up, We climbers. Hold up, hold up. Swing up. Hold up, we flyers. Pete, swing down. Hold up, swing down. We triers. Swing down. Pete, swing up. Hold up, hold up. Be spiders. Hold up, little. Swing down. Hold up, Pete. Who that Harry thinking that he trying to be the goblin? Got that nasty sickness from his dying father Norman. Breaking promises to Captain Stacy ain't right. Leaving Gwen really fucked up my whole life. Max is so fucking tired of always being blocked. Falling in a tank of hills and now we got electric shock. Falling in the water, got him tortured by a German doc. Harry breaking Max, I'll go to Oscorp to get what he wants. Hey, Oxford got my lady, hey, but she really loves me, hey. Harry's going crazy, hey. Max blacked out the city, hey. Girlfriend magnetized me, hey. Where the hell is my Aunt May? Two planes almost crashing, hey. Overcharge the battery, turn the power on, you better run your swan song, hey. Swatch the gear. Steering. We fighting the clock, ayy I just killed Gwen Stacy like Uncle Ben I moved on, ayy I'm the human spider after all Bit by spiders Hold up, Pete hold Swing up, up. Hold up, Lil Pete We fighters Hold up, Pete hold up. Swing down, down. Lil Web down, Lil Web Pete. riders Hold up, hold up, Pete hold up. Swing hold up. up, hold up, Lil Pete We spiders Pete. Hold up, Pete Swing down Hold up, hold up, hold up This has been another recap rap Parody, Kendrick Lamar, Humble Right there, giving the credit where it's due like us on Facebook and shit. Really emphasize the shit at the end of that one. I hate hearing my own voice, but that one, I had fun with that one. (laughs) (laughs) I think that what needs to happen is you need to call up your friend, um, Andy Circus to see about getting a featured track in the credits of Venom Three, <laughs> dude. Because uh, definitely the same vibe as uh, yeah the the music from those movies. Venom, yeah. Venom, <laughs> Venom, Venom. Not Eminem's best work, but hey, it's fun. It's fun, and it's easier to do a parody than to make something that's not one. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> okay, Toby. That's, That's also what the people who make the Venom movies think. Yes. Okay, okay, y'all be ripping on the Venom movies, but I think they're fun. All right. You know what else is fun? What? Having Zach on. That was, our... but I want to get a quick, just a quick, quick, I want my his very brief, very brief opinions <laughs> on, opinion on the new Venom film. Yeah, I'd like uh, to do that too. From Zach. I, I know yours. I was there with you. Okay. It was absolutely hilarious at times and one of the worst movies i have ever seen in my life (laughs) for for 
And and briefly, it's because that's not Venom, that's not Eddie Brock, that's Told not you. Cletus Cassidy, that's not Carnage. Uh, that is Sony's interpretation of characters. And as funny as it is, um, I it's also super dumb. Yep. They're Transformers movies dressed up to look like Venom and Carnage movies. So now huge spoiler for anybody that hasn't seen it. So woo, just know woo, the post credits. The post credits. Obviously, in the moment I'm like, yeah, let's go. But what if we've said what if a I lot. know Venom what? brings the quality of whatever MCU film he decides to show up in. Like what if they're geez, there it is again. He's too far into this goofy venom. And it doesn't work. But Sony, I'd like to think Sony just did that without permission. Just now you have to do it. Okay. Now you gotta we, share we're, getting, you gotta... we're getting into heavy spoilers here. But let's just talk about it for a minute here. He thinks we're open. We're open to talk about it openly here. Yes. He thinks that Peter, that, I'm repeating myself. I'm repeating myself. I'm repeating myself. Yeah, make it quick. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. When he says that guy, Peter Parker is Spider-Man and he's a menace, blah, blah, blah. And then Venom goes, that guy. I, it's almost like he already knows who he was. So I have a theory. Yep. And first I'm going to express my disappointment that they have decided that this is the Venom that they want to bring into the MCU. Let me stop because... you real quick. Let me stop you real quick. Know that... MCU can turn anything good. Look what they did to Thor. They, they can. can completely disregard what Sony has done with him and make him better. I they mean, they can. can do that, that if they want. They can retcon that, stuff. That leads a little bit into my theory, but I'll just say one of the biggest disappointments is that the character of Venom, their whole origin is so closely tied to Peter Parker and Spider-Man. And this version of Venom does not have that. And I think that that is a absolute shame. It's, it's it'd be like it'd be like not even referencing Uncle Ben over the course of like <laughs> five appearances in in the MCU. <laughs> they did as reference in his bag. Um, Oh, they his actually, initials. So Ooh. actually, the very first reference of Uncle Ben was in one of the last episodes of What If. That's true. It was the first time his name actually gets dropped. But prior to what happened, which it, we've already said spoiler alert, but basically Eddie and, and, and Venom are sitting in a, in a bed in a crappy hotel on some far off island somewhere and... Um, you see the effects of Doctor Strange's spell going wrong. It's the same sound effect and visual and everything from the No Way Home trailer. And then they're just in a different hotel room, still on an island, but it looks completely different. And the, the idea is they've been transported to the MCU and it's all multiverse shit. Right before that, Venom was saying, like, what symbiotes have, have been through <clears throat> is just, like, mind-blowing. And he says 80 billion years of hive intelligence because symbiotes are kind of part of a hive mind. 
And then he says, across planets, across universes. And I think it would be very interesting if this is like the symbiote hive mind is able to exist across the multiverse. And Venom has had, well, versions of Venom have had run-ins with Spider-Man already. And that's why he is able to actually recognize Spider-Man. Because if it's not that, it's just Venom being really creepy about a teenager he doesn't know in spandex on a television. And that's really messed up. I think you're onto something. Because it, it could almost be he himself may have had a run-in with Spider-Man. And that's how right. he adopts this appearance of his with the big white eyes, which weren't wasn't the Venom out the Venom costume, Venom appearance, what's whatever from the comics, wasn't that initially based off of his time spent with Peter in the suit? Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. Uh Peter's like black suit that he wears is just a version of his Spider-Man suit, and then Venom used that as his appearance like moving forward after that and it's still one of the biggest shames seeing venom now in two big screen appearances without that iconic yeah, white the, spider yeah is just like every time i see it i'm just like this is dumb it's dumb this ain't venom yeah he wanna be be gone <laughs> it, it really is like it was an interesting choice by sony to do solo venom stuff with no inclusion of spider-man and if it had been really good, then we're not sitting here talking about how we're worried that he's going to ruin an MCU movie. <laughs> if you told me five years ago that Tom Hardy would be playing Eddie Brock, oh my God, I would have just lost my mind with happiness. And now, now I he's get losing that. his mind with despair. And it's just like, how could you do this? But I just, I think that Sony's lost their way a little bit when it comes to Spider-Man. And I think that started... With the Amazing Spider-Man too, but yeah, they're really they were trying, <clears throat> they were trying with this yeah. one. They thought let's create some hype, and then Kevin Feige's like, "Damn it! Now I have to use that Venom. I'm not using that Venom. I'll use Tom Hardy. That's fine. Different character. It's going to be completely different Venom. It's going to be the real Venom, and we're going to retcon it, and people are going to take that, and they're going to like it, because we're Marvel and we can do that. We're Marvel Studios." Maybe it'll work, but man, we'll find now out. that I'm really thinking about it, I'm a little nervous. Because guess what? Little... I'm also nervous because we're getting a third Spider-Man solo movie, and that's when it falls apart originally. Uh, oh, we are getting into And it's t- always because there's too many plots and too many characters, yeah. so you know what? But... Six villains three Spider-Men, what could go wrong? Let me remind you... Doctor Strange. (laughs) ...that by the third Thor movie, they had figured it out for Thor. There's no way Kevin Feige's going to let this happen again. He was involved in those movies. was huge, and they made all that work. Marvel has figured out ensemble casts. Oh, for sure. They just have figured it out, so I'm not too concerned about that. I'm not concerned about the next one. Honestly, my biggest concern is with No Way Home at this point is, is Eddie Brock going to show up as Venom? Because that honestly could 
bring the movie down a couple notches. <sighs> Everything else I've heard, I'm like, what? I'm here for it. Go nuts. I, but if Eddie is like the sixth member of their Sinister Six, I will be upset. I think he is going to be because he, at change. this point, he thinks Peter is a bad guy because J. Jonah Jameson is telling everybody that he killed Mysterio. Right, and he's the lethal protector. Yeah. So he needs to go kill a teenager. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll see in December. We'll see in we'll December. See, we'll I can't see Tom wait. Tom Hardy come through the portal. We and then Venom go. We maybe? are Venom, and then to, to Tom, the Spider-Man, like we don't care. Zach, we have bigger things. <laughs> <laughs> what if Toby's like? Hey, it's a lot better than the Venom I had, though. Why don't you extend? We can an extended invitation. You can come see the movie with me, Spencer, Brandon Pop, Joel Powie. Yeah, I've never seen a Spider-Man with you, and you're the biggest Spider-Man fan I know. So? I would, I, I can't say no. I have to say yes. There's a seat well, yeah. there for you. Yeah, we'll, yeah, I will absolutely. You and yeah, we'll figure it out as soon as tickets go on sale. I think we have to get them mm-hmm. for Thursday. Yeah. Assuming it comes out. This of the movie Friday might be bigger than Endgame. It's not going to be. Shut up. I'm not going to tell you. I'm going to tell you actually. Yeah, because the tra- <laughs> the trailer broke the record. It did. It did. And yep. it didn't even have any of the Spider Men. I mean, it. I think at this point, pandemic or not, we're talking be like I don't. Three care, generations of Spider Man fans. Yeah, yeah, and I'm all three. Yeah, we sure. all are. Yeah, we all are. <laughs> we all are. All right, but Alrighty, yeah. on that note, we're going to let you go, Zach. But if you had any final thoughts you wanted to share, now is the time. I I do have one final thought. Yes. Um, I think when I look back at these movies, I look back at them very fondly and with a bit more maturity now, just when it comes to good storytelling and i'm able to recognize that they're not really that great of movies but they do portray peter parker brilliantly and i think a lot of that is helped by andrew garfield and so they were these knee-jerk reactions by sony to everything that was happening with the marvel cinematic universe and the dark knight trilogy and all of that and that did not work out in their favor for the most part but I I hope, um, because that's what Spider-Man brings us, that I will get to see Andrew Garfield as Spider-Man one more time this December. And uh, that would be a very special moment for me to be able to share with you guys. And I hope that that does take place. Boom. Cool. It's gonna. Dude, he's going to be the Gandalf in all meme when that happens. If he shows up in that movie, he might steal the show. Because I think between Tobey Maguire, Tom Holland, and Andrew Garfield, I think that Andrew has the most charisma and is the best actor of the three. I don't think I can disagree. I, I mean, I think, think I can disagree Tom either. Holland is my overall favorite. Because I think he does both parts really well. I think the age is right, and I think his movies have been the best, so that helps. But as far as straight up acting, I, I I don't think I can. Disagree. But Tobey Maguire can hit a chord when he gets in a really emotional scene. He can. My my argument would be that if 
Andrew Garfield and his version of Peter Parker was in the Sam Raimi movies or in the Tom Holland movies, I would have enjoyed them more. Mm. Yeah. I mean, the the biggest thing we want from Tope, it's just a nostalgia thing. It's been so long since we've seen him. It's not because he was this great Spider-Man or great Peter Parker. He was just just the first. Exactly. I feel like I can kind of relate to his performance of Peter, even if it's not great. Yeah, and and it 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 would be the equivalent of um, ah, oh jeez, well, give me what's a something? It would be okay. It would be the equiv. <laughs> oh, all right, it would be the equivalent <laughs> okay. of of Roger Moore showing up in the last Daniel Craig Bond movie. The Bond <laughs> No, maybe, or it would be the equivalent. Shake of, it, not stirred. <gasps> Back um, from the dead, are we? Of <laughs> uh, uh, um, Sidious coming back in a Star Wars movie. Somehow. Regardless of how quality it is. Toby has returned. We just want to see him. Right. <laughs> That's what it would be. Would it make much sense? Well, actually, in this case, it would. But Before we let you go, we've all seen the leaked photos and footage, haven't we? Yes. Yep. Okay. On Real? a scale of 1 to 100, do we think they're legit? So are we talking about the video of Andrew Garfield on set in his Amazing Spider-Man 2 costume? Yes, where he's like mouthing something and looking yep. side to side. So like hanging under a rail. Yeah. Obviously not a sponsor, but there is a there's a a, a group called Corridor Digital on youtube oh, yeah. and they do breakdowns of like oh CGI. Yeah, yeah they're all they're v they're, they're vfx artists is what mm-hmm. they are and they make really fun movies and they're very good at their craft yeah and they have broken down the the video and also the like the video that came out of the video that was a dude who was like oh it's actually a deep fake and he trolled the entire internet by putting together like a fake like debunk video wow. of it and they have basically said if this is a fake, it is one of the greatest fake videos ever created to the point where they wouldn't be able to figure out how to do it. And it would have taken dozens of people and tons of money to do it. So it's that video of Andrew Garfield on set in the Amazing Spider-Man 2 costume is it, it's real. It so is. at this point, like, I th- I'm convinced as well. Right. I didn't notice the other spider hand off the side, though. I thought, yeah, that... and that's definitely Toby's hand. Yeah, that's like, dude, that's his circles. suit. Stoked, so stoked. Let's go, dude. I can't wait. Let's it's... go. Like, if Michael Giacchino can Spider-Man. work in the theme music from the, for those characters in some way, then oh. it'll be a real let's go moment. Just well, hear... isn't isn't Danny Elfman? Is he scoring No Way Home ta- or is Giacchino doing so, it? So I think so. Michael Giacchino. Giacchino is still like doing it, but Danny Elfman has been more involved in Marvel as of late. Multiverse of Madness, he's scoring that. So Sam Raimi. Yep. That's no coincidence that Sam Raimi's directing that. Come on. Yep. So bright future in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and Which also we've been saying every year for. I know, right? Two thousand eight. Think I'm. I'm seriously. They have things so 
well-oiled. Even their bad movies are better than it's amazing. other bad movies. It's amazing how they they can just come out with these, okay, uh, this happened in this movie. Oh, we can take it in this direction, and it will make sense because we've established that it makes sense. They've replaced the actors, the and still we don't I know. care. <laughs> Main That's because character Mark actors. Ruffalo, Mark Ruffalo, Edward Norton, he was a variant. Sure, that's what they're going to tell us. No, but with, with Rhodey, like, they've replaced actors almost mid-movie. And we're just like, yeah, Now they're okay. going to re- replace a whole character. They're going to completely change Venom, please. I, yep. <laughs> I, please. I imagine I'm you're begging you. do that. Or they're just like, yeah. Kevin Feige, no. Kevin Feige, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Kevin's like, well. I did not know they were going to do that in their mid-credits, but since my hand has been forced, I will take it upon myself to do it better. And then he'll just say to you, ask Alfred Molina and walk away. Now, here's a clip from Blade. (laughs) I don't know. Well, we should have known some weird multiversal stuff was happening when Michael Keaton showed up in the trailer for Mobius. Yeah, that's a forgotten movie. Like, has anybody forgotten that that's still going to be a By thing? the way, we've got Sam Raimi, Peter, or Spider-Man yeah. graffiti on the wall. All right. We got we to gotta wrap it up. I know, I know. We got to wrap it up. We got down in rabbit holes. We still have to do our fin in the next... Ugh. Don't worry. I'm not going to go know, on and cool. on like I always do. Zach! <laughs> Zach! <laughs> Thank you. Thanks so much. For staying up late with us and for coming on again. I guess um, when we get to the Spider-Man portion of the MCU, we'll talk to you again. Yeah, <laughs> or sooner. Which... There's other stuff you like, I'm sure. You're there, one of our more talkative, natural, comfortable guests, so we'll we'll find some more projects for you to come and talk about. You guys haven't done Bond yet, have you? No. Started to. Oh, we and started then the movie to, got and delayed, COVID hit. So we did Austin okay. Powers. Gotcha. Yeah, I, that is a wrap up that I would love to do Ooh. with you guys is the Daniel Craig Bonds. So well, let me know when you get there, and I'll I'd love to do that. We'll with hit you. you up for Bond, and you know what? We'll hit you up for when we do Venom too. <laughs> if we do Venom, Venom's you know. MCU now, yeah, okay. so it might be Phase Four. That'd be fun. So, jeez, oh, Pete, the yeah. other duology. Yeah. yeah, made a whole lot of money this weekend, so I'm sure there's going to be another one. Like Yay! A In the wind. <laughs> no they're fun and dumb and enjoyable i guess it doesn't matter but yeah is there any is there anything that you're doing any any platforms there is <gasps> so tell. please tell I, us actually uh i recently became part of a dungeons and dragons podcast that streams on twitch Ooh. uh we are the atlaren adventuring company I, well no my dm's gonna kill me if i say atlaren uh we're the atlaren adventuring company uh you can find us on twitch you can find us on twitter basically anywhere there's a place where you can find people at we're there um so atlaren Advent- uh adventuring company we stream saturdays at 11 a.m. Eastern time on Twitch. You can also catch us on YouTube. The weeks following that, when our uh, whole stream gets edited and put up there, and there's a whole like first campaign that I wasn't part of that you can go watch on YouTube for free and just see cool stories take place like that. And all of the other players are uh, like writers who write books and stuff. So. 
yeah, definitely, definitely go check that out. And uh, yeah, you guys got a plug on our last one as well. For I real? didn't ask. I just figured you would appreciate it. So yeah, you guys got a plug on our last Ooh, session. Dopest dope I've ever smoked. Thanks for that. Yeah. You know, when we, whenever we get a plug, a shiver runs up my spine. <laughs> <laughs> That yeah. didn't sound That's a different kind of plug. I know. We can't talk yeah. about that here. Yeah, that didn't. <laughs> There's a reason you're getting that shit. Uh, it's not because I mean you're excited, but wrong, excitement. wrong, wrong Ooh. place to you. That's more about that, not a. It's a. I don't know. We're taking. All right. All right. Cool. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I never got into old D and D, but because you're there, I might maybe maybe I'll check it out. To, uh, we know Joel is. Yeah. Joel's big into we'll board stuff. Yeah, like send that. us a link to to how you uh, spell or tabletop that. gaming. Yeah, heck yeah, cool, awesome, awesome. Well, we'll let you go. Get to bed. All right. Hey, thanks, Zach. Good having you. Yeah, it was always nice talking to Zach. I haven't talked to him in like a year, but hopefully we'll, well, not hopefully we will. You and I, we're gonna, we're gonna see him, and that'll be my first Spider-Man experience with him. I know, me too. How that? Well, because in 2012 and 14, I don't think I knew him, and then with the other stuff, I, what are you doing? He's plucking his hair. I'm pulling my ear. So that's ear. Zach. Check out that thing that he said. I can't <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I wasn't. I wasn't making fun of it. I, I literally just forgot the name of the thing that he just said with the Dungeons and Dragons. But check that out if you're into that. Even if you're not, check it out. He's. I mean, you heard him talk. He's a natural talk flow. Guy. Unlike you. All right, well, where are um, we headed late. next? To the final important necessary score and we're gonna keep it brief brief yeah yeah i might just I'm, give you I'm the with numbers. you on that i might just give you my numbers just number one or two sentences describing yes and then and then we'll see what kind of spooky nonsense happens after that i got my calc ready Oops. all right i'll start <laughs> well huh nothing we'll start with do we usually start with emotional impact? Well, it doesn't matter because you can edit it. However, we always do. E <coughs> <laughs> emotional impact. I gave it a seventy, and that's pretty much all because of the Gwen Stacy and the Uncle Ben death. That's the only really emotional bits. That Uncle I got. Ben death, really? <laughs> well, because it's still his uncle. As weirdly acted as it wasn't, as weird, it just it still gets me. And I guess maybe a little bit of the um the you're my boy, because I I know we said one or two sentences, but I'm this is the most I'm gonna 
it reminded me of my, and I don't mean this negatively, but it reminded me of my mom, who still alive, but she was always kind of she kind of down on herself in that way. Like, oh, I'm just the dumb. And I'm like, no, like you're still my mom. It doesn't matter mm. how, what you think of yourself or how you're doing to me. And I'm sorry if I haven't portrayed it like that, but to me, you're still the best mom that I could want. You're still the best aunt may. So don't worry. Like, Oh, so what? You didn't go to college or whatever, or you're, it doesn't matter. You know, stuff like that. So, 70. You think Toby's Aunt May went to college? I uh, don't care. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Me, emotional impact? If she shows up. <laughs> Where am I? <laughs> Those big white eyes. Aunt May, Tasty. please go home. You'll die here. <clears throat> anyway, sorry, Rosemary. And We, uh, we love you and Spider-Man. Uh, and the Titanic. The fin. <laughs> Just kidding. We. Go ahead. <laughs> Why'd you say that? Emotional impact. It's been 84 years. No. Emotional impact. I put, I'm going to say 75. Around the same ballpark as you. And I, I do that for Gwen Stacy's death. And I also do it for. Just the the good feelings that come when you see. Andrew Garfield as Spider-Man interacting with New Yorkers and being the Spider-Man that you would see in the comics with that, or in the animated shows with the humor. Yep. Short and sweet. Yep. So now moving on to storytelling. My lowest score, but you start here. Story, in terms of a letter, I would give this a D because it's a little little scattershot all over the place. But I'm going to cut right through the middle here and give it a 65. It's about on par. About a 65. It's just, it. there's, compared to the Toby movies, which has an arc. There's a three-film yeah. arc. This gets cut short without the third film. And the second film, in it's got all these different threads that aren't weaved in in a way that makes it coherent. It's like somebody who's learning how to knit and they make a sweater and it's kind of like we got all these threads and it's exactly. like, we don't know. It's like when a little kid hands you a drawing and is like, hey, I made this. You're like, oh man, that is or, so good. No, <laughs> Aunt May, that no, drawing sucks. But that it, another way to put it is you got all these storylines, like the parent thing. It doesn't, it's not interesting. It's like it's like that meme with the excited face, like the, and, and then, then the, a, the yeah. It's like that when you find out oh the underground tunnel thing. It's like okay, this is what we were leading up to. That was uninteresting, and he was so hung up. Oh wow, he knows that his dad's DNA is in the spider, and why they left. Now it's a big burden off his shoulders. His whole conflict is over. It just I didn't really like that, and the story was in parts a retread. Yeah. Not a good Too big one. a scope. Yeah, I get mine. Craven a, honor. I get mine a sixty-two uh, for all the reasons you said, and just because it. Just to reiterate, it promised a bunch of stuff that it just didn't do or do well, and you could tell they, they didn't get the opportunity. Were kind of in a, exactly, and that was kind of to their demise. They wanted to. They wanted to really. They wanted you to like them, 
So they're like, let's add this. Ooh, let's add this. Let's add this. Let's add this. It's like Charmin Ultra. Less is more. Thank you very much. Characters. And this score is heavily weighted by its best characters and weighted down by its worst. So it's kind of right in the middle. Uh, 77. Okay. Because you have, obviously, Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone. Top notch. Um, and and uh, Sheen. What, what is it? Martin? As Uncle Ben. Do I have something? No, you say Sheen oh. and it makes me think of Jimmy Neutron. Okay. But I'll ask you why later. <laughs> I, yeah, they're great. Aunt May's kind of middle of the road for me. Sorry, she didn't really give enough to do. And then we don't have really any side characters in the villains, which we didn't rank, but that's okay. Um, They're just, they're fine. But the worst are bad and the good ones are just okay. So that's that. I'm kind of going to agree with you somewhat in that, first of all, I give it an 80. Give it an 80. It's a B. I give it an 80 because of the main, the the core cast, I guess you could say. The Spider-Man, Andrew Garfield, Peter Parker, Gwen Stacy, and Uncle Ben, too. I just really love the way Uncle Ben was in in the first movie. But... The problem that weighs it down, like you said, is the villains, mostly. And Aunt May was okay, but yeah, she could have given more to do. Like that scene I suggested about her giving the flash drive with the speech on it to Peter and her comforting him. And Sally Field's fault. No, 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 no. It's the writers. Transformers writers. Mm. But yes, I'll say one thing about the villains. Electro, how can you have him on the main marketing cover of your movie... On the Blu-ray, but in the movie itself, he's he's played to be the main villain, but he gets shafted. We keep saying that, and it's just a shame because you could have had more focus on Electro instead of having all this other stuff going around. And then he's a big part in the first half, first part of the movie, but then the second part, he's in this it's like the asylum. They're like, oh, we have to have them. And fight he becomes real quick. a henchman. And there yeah. could have been so much more to do with the character. We already talked about that, but I'll just leave it at that. It reminds character. me, it's like, it. it's almost like they were like, hey, Electro's cool, we haven't seen him yet, let's do him, but we know who you really want to see is the Goblin again, right? Because he's the more iconic one. It's like, no, we don't. That's not what we want. And if you do that, do it better. Anyway, did I already say characters? I did, 77. So now, visual style to oh, you, I'm sir. Up. Visual style, I'm going to give it in terms of cinematography, uh, costuming, design of the villains, things like that, I'll give it a uh, 80, 80. I have it written, written down, but now I'm so on just the fence it. about just it. Just read it. Nope, read it. 80. 80? 80. 80. 80. Yeah. I'll give it an 80 because the Spider-Man suit, Amazing Spider-Man 2, love it. Good design. Love how they mesh the two together from the Raimi movie in this one. Yep. And the shots were more coherent in the action scenes in the second movie, which I enjoyed with the slow motion things like that. Yeah, it was shot well. I mean, you told you saw who I gave the or the Coach of the Year award to, mm-hmm. cinematographer. Uh, well, for just one of them, but well, that, you're talking about the first one. Yeah. I'm. But, yeah. Right, but overall, also, mm-hmm. this is my highest score. I gave it an 82. 
not an 80 also, but an 82. And uh, I just because I, I love the suits, both of them. I think I like the first one a little better just because of that organicness, the, the homemadeness, and just how different it is than anything we've seen. They really took a risk, and I liked it a lot. And that is what I have to say about that. Just how it's shot. Like they tried different things. The sets, too. The sets like are the good. the school set was really good. The only costume stuff that wasn't good is was the Goblin and the Rhino. The villains. And Electro's costume. I don't like Electro's appearance, really. See, I actually do. I don't. My, I just, it looks weird. I don't like it. I kind of thought, and that's cool. that's okay. You like it, that's fine. That is I'm like wondering what he will opinion, show up man. to look like in No Probably Way the Home. Same, just with a different shirt. Just yellow. Just, <laughs> uh, am I in the wrong? Am I in the right? Well, you saw the electric. Uh, the electric. Yeah, you saw the lightning. Is little, and that could yellow. have been that could be an effect of him coming back could from be literally being dead in the trailer. It could be, or coming back through with the multivert like messed him up, or. We saw him disappear, so he's gonna he could come back as a different form of like lightning. So they have that. That's how they can explain it because he was mm. just the battery left. Anyway, the final uh, music, and I gave it a seventy-eight. Respectful. I like the themes, but what kind of brought me down is the just the weirdness of the they me me the talking. <laughs> The chant, it's weird. It's like, is this part of the the dialogue in the movie or is this part of the song? And if so, either way, I can't hear it very well and it's weird and I don't like it. Mm-hmm. That's all. My music. I'm going to give it an 88. 88 because... The main themes and the main melodies are really strong from both Horner and Zimmer. But almost everything in between I'm not a big fan of. Like it just seems like filler background stuff. Or some of it's catchy. Like I I actually kind of like the My Enemy thing (laughs) a little bit. It's weird. Like I don't want to admit that I liked it, but I did. It was just, it still was weird. You can like something and recognize it wasn't great. Hate on me. I don't know. But now yes. I am electricity. <laughs> yeah. So my my score was seven. It doesn't matter. Just cut this part out. What was yours? Your totes. One moment. Uno momento. I think I gave story a 65. And I gave yeah, emotional impact. A 70. They lied to me. They lied to me. They They shot my leg. I'm sorry. I don't add these up. I'm going to start doing that from now on. You should. I apologize. You should. 77.6. So round up to 78. Yep. And let me... I'm going to get to the... uh... All right. Your fin score for the amazing Spider-Man franchise stands at 76 which places it hold on 
at number four. So the rankings are as follows. Number five, Monsterverse with 71. Number four, Amazing Spider-Man, 76. Number three, Space Jam is better than The Amazing (laughs) Spider-Man with a 78. Number Zach, two, wait, Zach's calling. <laughs> number two, the MCU Phase 2, 86. And number one still, the Mandalorian with a 90. Well, that was a fun little double. We did back-to-back doubles, didn't we? We did. And it took us longer than if we didn't. But that's okay. Scheduling and all that. And because it's October, it's spooky season. We're, it's Hallow's Eve month. We're here, and we, we're, we're Wait taking a, second. a route. Hold, hold on a minute. Spencer, what? Something going on with you? Your I, eyes, your mouth is moving, but nothing is coming out. <laughs> it's coming out. <laughs> Christian? Are you on the toilet? Christian? <laughs> it's no. coming out. Christian? I don't know where I am. I don't know where you are. I'm here. I'm I here. don't know what here is. I can hear your voice. You're not around me. You do look a little strange. Your face is. What a do I blank. look? What is my face doing? You're kind of right just now, staring off. I'm in. I'm on a road. I'm on a road. It's dark. Full moon. That's kind of neat. And there's there's some there's somebody there's I've somebody. I've never experienced this before. What? Are I'm you seen, lucid it's like dreaming? It, it's. Well, I'm the. No idea. It looks like it's the 90s. I think I'm in the 90s. It's weird. Like Hocus Pocus weird? No, not Hocus Pocus weird. Like, scarier than that. Like Goosebumps weird. Scarier than that. There's somebody... Well, no, it's it's about Goosebumps weird. There's somebody in the... I can see them down the road, and they're kind of coming through the fog. They don't look friendly. Not a friendly. They're they're singing. It's like a weird... how do we get you back? Okay, don't go to that guy. He's he's running toward me. He's running toward me. Run away. I'm trying to find. Turn around and run away. I am. Now this is when you wake up and turn around and hit the wall. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, okay, he's it's right there. Stop. I'm back. Okay. What the hell? Okay. Dude, I'm back. Don't know what what that was. What happened? This. You were sitting here. Your mouth wasn't moving. I was here. But I was seeing a different time. Like somebody was trying to, to tell me something. It was I it was there was, there was a name. It was like it was like Sarah something. I saw Connor? a road sign though. Connor? No, I saw a road sign. And it was um It was Fear Street. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> So I guess we should probably explore that and see what the what the it would you know it was uh, Sarah yeah. Fears. We'll Sarah have Sarah Fears, and we need to figure out who she was and what she was about. Yeah, and I think the only way to do that is to take a little stroll down Fear Street. Take a little stroll down Fear Street. I just said that. You um, just said that. That's right. And it's not just one Fear Street. It's kind of speaking of multiverse. It's Fear Boulevard. We have Fear Street Part One, 1994. Fear Street Part Two, 1978, and Fear Street Part Three, 1666. Nope. <laughs> no. I don't know what's going on. There's some evil. 
well, demon stuff that I'm willing to explore so I can figure out what happened I'll, just now. I'm willing to explore it. And it's, it's... I'm not really a big horror movie, scary movie kind of guy, but... I've actually watched these ones. I've watched a, parts of the first one and the second one. And they're more fun than... It just It's not really... But yeah, Fear Street It's what we're doing, part one, part two, part three. Arl Stein, next, everybody. That's our next... That's our October... It's our first, like, special month thing we've done, and I'm excited about it. Well, didn't we do Twilight for October? I don't know if we, we did. did. We may have. Okay, but this that what that's not horror. This is our first horror f- franchise. Are you sure it's not horror? <laughs> yeah, it's horror. Uh, but you're gonna be fine. It's this. It's streaming on Netflix. It's a Netflix original. Well, not original. Netflix. It is. It's a Netflix original, but it's based on the R.L. Stein, you know, Goosebumps. So, tune into that, and we're we're taking a darker route with sequel men, ladies and gentlemen. People and women join us as we take All a stroll right. down Fear Street. That's tomorrow. <laughs> at, no, but, but thank you for following along for for the amazing Spider-Man. Again, my head's mm-hmm. a little fuzzy from what just happened, where I was transported. My mind, at least my consciousness, was in a different time. On a different street, it was weird. There was a killer coming at me. I don't know what was going on. I swear you were like that the entire episode. Yeah, there was just noises. Maybe I was. I'm very <laughs> tired. It's late. It's one o'clock in the morning. I gotta wake up at six to go to work. So, oh. dedication to the craft. Thank you for following us on the amazing on the on our journey through the amazing Spider-Man. Thank you again to Zach Coop for joining us. Mm-hmm. And Christian, take it from here, I'll and take I, it. I'll take it again. Pass the baton, and <laughs> I'll give it back to you. A little loopy here, but. Thank you for sting ting. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck was that? Thank you for sting ting. <laughs> We're coming at you live. <laughs> We're really embracing that 90s. Uh, <laughs> hold on. Little Eddie Vinny. <laughs> Feast Alright, go do it. Or, All no, right, everybody. What's the guy's name? Guy. The, the singer. Eddie Vedder? No, but that's another guy. Um, Bill, <laughs> Darius Bill, Rucker? No, he's... He kind of sings like, you know, the times they are changing. Bob Dylan. Yeah, Bob Dylan. Anyway, okay. carry on. Anyway, giggles out. Thank you for tuning in to yet another episode of Sequel Men, the podcast. It's been a really good one here. We had a great time talking to Zach, having him on the show, talking all things The Amazing Spider-Man. We hope you had a good time tuning in and listening to... I did. We didn't actually get to the question that we posed to the SpeakPipe crowd, which we didn't get any responses either. Yeah, so, so please remember our SpeakPipe. Please send us any messages you might have or any step questions, and we'll feature it on the show and we'll answer them. Or if you don't want us to feature it on the show, just tell us. But anyway, it was a lot of fun. We didn't even get to talk about the Amazing Spider-Man 3 possibilities, but that's okay. We, we talked a lot happen. of fun about other stuff, and that's okay. <laughs> yep. And with that, you can listen to us on Podbean, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and anywhere you like to listen to your podcasts, like Pandora, for instance. So tune in, check out our other episodes, and stay tuned for Fear Street. And if you want to get with us, you got to get with my friends. And our friends are on the Go- in Gmail. <laughs> SequelMen19 at Gmail. Twitter at the SequelMen. 19 Instagram Sequel Men the Podcast Facebook The Facebook We're there 
Are you I, still hallucinating? <laughs> it's I just something. My fuzzy. I was gone, and I'm back. It's scary. There was singing in the kind of I don't know. <sighs> Thanks, guys. Oh wow. <laughs> He's just puckered out. Thanks, Wait. guys. Yes. That's the can for the next one. Aster <laughs> <laughs> can. We cannot wait until the next one. That's right, because here at Sequel Man, the podcast, all films are created sequel. <laughs> Take, Take care. Long after you gone, gone, gone. I love you long after you gone, gone, gone. Ay, ay, yikes. Yeah, we don't have anything for Dog, you. when I came back, did I look different? Did I sound different? Was my voice different? No. Okay, cool. It wasn't like, <laughs> I'm Venom. <laughs> Actually, you sounded like a turd rolling in the wind. Turn it off!